everyone. Welcome to episode 32 of Totally Unbiased Sports with Josh and Kellen. Kellen, who is your number 32 this week? Hey, great song, by the way. Excellent choice. R.I.P. Kurt Cobain, R.I.P. Um, my 32 is Kevin Lankinen, goaltender of the Chicago Blackhawks. I think he's 32, Ooh. pretty sure. We'll, we'll run with that one. Yeah. I, if not, then, then, then Brian Anderson. Okay. Look at that. White Sox. My 32 is Peter Taglianetti. He plays. Of course, obviously. My Pittsburgh Penguins, and you might have seen his son, who was in the headlines the last couple of weeks. His son is the Penguins equipment manager. I don't know if you saw that goal Crosby scored, where he handed his stick to Brian Dumoulin, skated to the bench, the trainer handed him his stick as Crosby flew by went down and scored a goal with that stick and like the penguins bench erupted and was like cheering like literally it was such a cool story like Crosby points uh-huh. to the bench he Crosby gave the guy the puck and the stick he scored the goal with so his son John Taglianetti Peter Taglianetti's son John is the penguins equipment manager he was in the news and everything so his name started Dude. coming back up and everyone Ima- like, imagine being that guy like that's like the best moment ever right <laughs> Yeah, and it was I I don't think it happened like two weeks ago, and I don't think I talked about it on last week's episode, but it was just such a cool like moment forever because I saw it happen and I saw like Crosby going to the bench and I was like, he's gonna get a stick and he's probably gonna score right now, <laughs> and then he did get the stick, he scored and like the whole the whole bench erupted. But before we forget, we do have Tuck coming on this episode. He oh, yeah. again came in with some interesting takes some very, very some i i really don't even know how to describe some of these <laughs> takes some controversial takes yeah i probably, mean like some takes it, you probably couldn't say on an espn podcast um if you if you remember his interview last time it's even more like what 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 was that like I, I don't even know. A little bit comfortable on the podcast. He's getting he, Tuck's getting comfortable being a guest on the. No, podcast. yeah, he he thinks he he thinks he's our intern now, and he's still got to work a little bit harder for it. Like he <laughs> he thinks it's it's his job to lose at this point. He's yeah, he's getting a little too familiar with he us. I think we, guests, I mean, like <laughs> he was a little bit he was a little he was nice last time. He's like, oh yeah, Steelers they're pretty good, and you know, Kellen White Sox, I. What a great team! This time, you know, he's he does need to get. Some, he's not pulling any punches. He does need to get some new material though coming at me. Like people need to get new material to come at me about the Steelers because I've heard the same like four arguments over and over again, and yeah. they're always about our quarterbacks too. So yeah. like, <laughs> get some new material, talk. I know you're listening to just to hear your own intro because he introduced himself also yeah. in this interview. But, That's a question for you. Who's the, who's the greatest uh, running back in Pittsburgh Steelers history? Richard Mendenhall, obviously. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay, I was just making sure you knew that. All right, we're good. I mean, Give not, the ball to Mendenhall. That's, come on. I, like, why would I pick someone that, you know, like fumbled in the Super Bowl or something like that? That would be just... No. <laughs> that, never could have, that never could have happened to him. It definitely wouldn't have been Jerome Bettis or anything like that, or Frank yeah. Harris. I no, mean, no, because those guys definitely were the ones that fumbled in the Super Bowl and not Richard Mendenhall. Um, yeah, I, I don't. I have no. Well, I have no recollection 
of that Super Bowl or or NFC Championship game ever happening that year. So yeah. So I mean, and honestly, if you think about it, if I say Richard Mendenhall's fumble in the Super Bowl in 2011, or Jerome Bettis's fumble in the AFC Championship in 2005, which one do we remember more? Definitely. Definitely uh, the bus because Mendenhall didn't even fumble. <laughs> That's all yeah. I know. And the bus fumbled on the one yard line, and it, that was such a big story because the bus doesn't fumble. And yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so wow, that was a tangent. Um, but <laughs> so talks coming on. In we're, we're going we're going on tangents today because we got nothing else to talk about before the interview. It's kind of it, you it, probably it, have something. I have nothing. Kind of a dead week in sports. Like nothing really huge happened. I do have a couple notes. It's. Um, it's Mel Kiper week this week. It's Mel Kiper and to a lesser extent Todd McShay week. So yeah. we're just focusing on mock drafts, a little bit of hockey, a little bit of baseball, but not a lot. And we're really like, I mean, we're just waiting on this NFL draft. We're waiting, waiting for the fireworks. Um, we were going to list our top draft picks, like who we thought was going to go where, but then Tuck told us we were wrong and gave us the appropriate draft rankings. So stay tuned for that interview where we discuss that and break who's, it down. Who's, who's your top quarterback in drafted this year? Um, you know, I dude, it's Justin Fields. I just, I bought him. You know, you know who mine is? It's gotta be Mitch. It's gotta be Mitch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say that. I don't Tra- trailer hitch Mitch. It's gotta be him at this point. So I just want to know, what team do you think is going to make the first like a big draft error in the public's eye? In the public's eye, who, who's going to make the first pick that everyone's like, you're an idiot for that? Are you serious? There's there is one answer. It's the Chicago Bears. I'm sorry, like they're really? they're going to trade up. They're going to trade up. Oh, Ryan is going to get fired. And, trade up. Yeah, I think it's going to be a trade up. I I mean, boys. I think Jerry Jones was going to do something stupid. Yeah. Like <laughs> Jerry Jones. I didn't, I wasn't thinking that I was not planning on a bears trade up, but I had the Cowboys doing something stupid with Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones is going to trade away Dak and also trade his first round pick to trade up somehow. And then draft uh, Mac Jones. That's my, that's, that's the bold prediction right what there. You're going to go for Mac Jones. I've heard apparently now, not, not when Jerry Jones trades, Scott. <laughs> that is very true. Um, we do have other NFL notes, but I'm going to talk about that later. Oh, James Conner's not a Pittsburgh Steeler anymore. I wanted to touch on this. Um, he's an Arizona Cardinal. It's sad to see him go. He was a fan favorite in Pittsburgh just because of the story and everything. We haven't talked about this, have we? Or did no. we? No. Okay. Because I know I've talked about James Conner a lot. I remember because I was just like, Josh is probably going to mention this, yeah. but never brought it up. But now you are. Yes, James Conner is. I just saw a picture of him in Cardinals gear on Instagram, and it just kind of brought it back up. And because it was one of those things, a lot of things happen on Tuesdays right after we're done recording. Like that's like the first day of the NFL week, really, and things happening. So sometimes some of the stuff slips under the carpet, and I forget to write it down, stuff like that. But yeah, no, it's sad to see him go. I hope I really hope this means that the Steelers are going to draft a running back. I hope that, to. 
I hope that guy's name is Najee Harris or ETN. I hope. <laughs> I really. I mean, really they, their 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 backup running backs are not starter caliber. It's not like you have a next guy up. Like you did when, like James Conner was the next guy up when Le'Veon Bell left. Because James Conner, I mean, I, I wouldn't say he's great or anything, but he's definitely a starting running back caliber. He's solid. He's a solid guy. He's a starting running back. And, I mean, we had, we just had, we had a terrible system. We had a bad O-line. We, we got a new offensive coordinator, new offensive line coach. So I think with the new system and hopefully new running back, that's going to revive our run game. I just don't know what's going to happen. We're probably going to draft a wide receiver that ends up being very, very good for absolutely no reason whatsoever, other than the fact that the Steelers drafted him, because you can count on that. That happens all the time. And I wouldn't really be surprised. I'm kind of expecting the quarterback to be drafted. I don't know who, but it's going to be a late round quarterback. It's going to be drafted probably just because the Steelers love doing that. Yeah, honestly, they probably would. I've seen, I've literally seen photoshops of that. So people are getting desperate with these photoshops. I'm excited for it. How long into the draft are you going to be watching on Thursday? Uh, at least to pick twenty. All right. Yeah, gonna, I mean that's that's when the Bears are picking. So we make it to pick twenty-four, and that's probably <laughs> about as far yeah. as I'm going to go as well. But so yeah, I was. I'm going to talk about hockey a little bit. As I was mentioning, the John Taglianetti assist to Sidney Crosby um, brings up a gripe. Dude, the Penguins are just such a fun team. They're so they're having fun playing hockey, and they're so fun to watch. Like, this is a team that just I want to watch. Like, I'm excited to turn on the TV and watch the Penguins. Sometimes it's felt like a chore to me. Like... I know it has. That's that's why I'm shaking my head, because it's week to week with this guy. There's no consistency. And sometimes it sometimes it feels like a chore to watch like the Steelers and be a sports fan. It just like you're like, I have the Penguins are actually fun to watch. Like yesterday, they played in a one nothing game against the Bruins. It was an electric game. It was playoff hockey. Basically, my, it was a little less physical than I would like to see for a playoff series, but it's not a playoff series yet. And I'm just, I don't know, man. I'm just excited. I love this team. There's just so many great storylines. Sidney Crosby, I'm really excited for his career because I would say, like, I I can't wait. Dude, I can't wait for Crosby in the next, like, five to ten years to hit his peak. And I really. You were were tweeting about him like he died. (laughs) It was so. (laughs) Or he at least retired. That's what it was like. I was literally just in awe of the things that he does. Like, you don't – it's not human. Like, the way Sidney Crosby plays, there's no – like, I'm sorry, and I know that no one's going to agree with me. There is no player that's ever played the game that is better in every aspect of the game than Sidney Crosby. He is the best player in every single aspect of the game. I think he would even be a pretty good goalie. I know that he probably would be because when he was a kid, he would always have to play goalie because no one would let him skate out when he was playing with his friends because he was better than all of them. So they made him play goalie. So (laughs) I know he can play goalie to some extent, but like he's breaking records like he's catching. He's had 16 straight years where he's had um, a point per game average. 
Do you know how many players are, are ahead of him on that list? Two, Wayne Gretzky and Mr. Hockey. Like, that's just absolutely incredible. Didn't, didn't Wayne Gretzky have a goal a game average or something like that? No, I think it was just a point. Okay, I didn't know. I think it was, it might, he might have had that, but I, I Crosby, don't know. He, he has 18, 18 straight seasons with a, a point a game average. Crosby has 16, and Mr. Hockey has 17. So Crosby's definitely, most likely, probably going to, I would say, average a point a game next year as well. I don't see that <laughs> that's slowing down, and he'll tie that. Penguins are set to continue their record of most consecutive playoff berths. We're going to make it, I believe, 16 years straight. Um, and But, yeah, the Penguins, they're so fun to watch. Like, the other day, so do you know the Big Mac attack? I don't know if any of your teams do something like that. But, like, they'll be, like, if the – so it's, like, if the Penguins score in the next three minutes, everyone gets a Big Mac. Um, yeah, the the, Bull, the Bulls do that one some, when they score 100. Yeah, so, so – The Bulls never give away Big Macs nowadays. So at some point, at some point, like, they do – throughout the game, they announce it. And the other day, Brian Rust scores a goal. It was against the Devils. And you see – they like, zoom in on him. He turns to Crosby and goes, that was for a Big Mac. And they just both start laughing. Like, it was just so funny. And then, like, they show the video board and, like, they got the Big Mac things. And everyone's going absolutely insane. And then my final note on the Penguins before we can kind of talk about some other sports is... <laughs> what? Someone's just picking hairs. <laughs> there, there was a hair on my microphone. I had to, I had to deal with it. It was distracting oh, me. I, we, I just needed to. There's, sorry. There's I, actually a shockingly large amount of hair on my microphone right now, so I look. I'm sorry. I look up from my notes and count the <laughs> microphone, but okay, that just completely derailed. My whole thought process. What was I even saying? I don't even One remember. One more thing about the penguins. One more. Th- what was I going to say about the penguins? I was at least listening. I just wasn't looking at you. I honestly can't even remember what I was going to say about the penguins. Wow. Penguins are back. Penguins are back. I'm really excited for everything that's about to happen. We're in first place right now. We're in Ooh. first place in our division. Oh, that's we're tough. Only, division. We're only behind Vegas in the um nhl standings which don't you talked a little trash about vegas either before after or during our interview with tuck oh i hate vegas why why because i think that just the way that they came into the league is kind of pathetic and they rely on show i mean i guess i can't really get that mad at vegas because they are what their city is and it's fake um they give you a fake experience they Draw you in with lust and what do you mean fake experience? Just it's just it's all showmanship and it's not real. Like not nothing in Vegas is real. Like it's just it's just all an illusion, really. And they (laughs) for you and they have ugly. They get they will make you feel. You go to Vegas and it makes you. They try and make you feel good. They probably pump stuff into that stadium to like get people high and stuff. I don't even know. Their helmets are ugly. Their helmets are so gross. They tried to like rip Notre Dame off with the gold helmets, and they stole Marc Andre Fleury. So that ah. one really sucks. 
I just I don't really like the way the expansion draft works. Yes, I guess it's good for the NHL that they get another team that's really good, but I don't think it's really fair to just gut teams and make you basically make a super team. Like you're basically like, okay, we're just going to gut an entire team. And they did come in when they came in, honestly, at the perfect time for an expansion team because of where the league was at and the amount of talent in the league at that time and talent that couldn't be re-signed. I think it'll be a little harder for Seattle when they break in because I don't know if there is as much. I don't know if there's as much of a plethora of talent like you don't have a goalie coming off back to back Stanley Cups where you have to pick between two goalies. Like you don't have a team with that like situation. So I think it's going to be a little more clear cut who's going to be able to be protected and stuff. A lot of these teams that are good right now, they have a lot of younger players and I think they're using the same rules as protecting your players. So I think if you're under like it's under like 23 or whatever, you're automatically protected and that doesn't count against the players you protect. So I think it'll be a little bit different with Seattle, but watch me be wrong and just eat my words. But whatever. Hopefully. That's always the best when you're wrong. <clears throat> yeah. So, like, no, I'm not really a big fan, but I don't want the Penguins to finish first because we all know how President's Trophy winners do in the playoffs. So they can't finish first overall in the NHL. I want them to finish first in their division. They're just a – it's a fun team. It's a fun atmosphere. And my final note on them, um, we have a line – you made fun of me for cheering for Jeff Carter, and he's actually – we stand Jeff Carter in this house now. Um, I, I don't. I, I'm sure I did, but I don't remember why or he, when. You guys or, thought he was old and washed up, and now he's like actually playing out of his mind. How can I even think a guy is old and washed up if I don't even know who he is? Because what I was told, I thinking? Because I told you that he was in his prime in 2010. Oh. Um, yeah, he's definitely old and washed up then. There's and no way. <laughs> and so, no, he's playing really well. He's playing with uh, Jared McCann and... Obviously. And obviously. Dude. What? <laughs> I was just saying, he's obviously playing with him. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, that's, that's it. It's Jeff Carter. You just completely... <laughs> You're unbelievable. I'm not, I'm not. You need to. You need to focus harder if your if your train of thought is getting derailed that easily. There's just so much going on with it. You're like, take just, better notes, Josh. No, we, need, we literally need the video right now for anyone <laughs> to understand how distracting you can be. Because I just like look up and Kellen's doing something else, and I'm like, what? I was I was just focused right right now. I was focused. I was I, I said obviously I was reacting to what you had just told yeah. me. So, no, basically, that's it, really. That's really all I got for the Penguins. Um, Yeah, I'll talk a hey, little bit. Dude. ask me if I have baseball news. Do you have baseball news? Because I had another hockey thing that wasn't related to the Penguins, oh. if you want well, to. I, yeah, I was going to tell you I don't have baseball news, so that actually kind of works out perfectly. Because Wait, you have another Penguins note, is, is what you were going to say? I said I have another hockey note that's not the Penguins. Oh, that's surprised. not the Penguins. Surprised you didn't jump on this one, except for the fact that you were working oh. on it. But well, Andrew Shaw. Andrew Shaw retired. Right. He's not dead. Um, <laughs> I mean, dude, he's, he's brain dead at this point. But yeah, he was always... He was one of those players that I really thoroughly enjoyed watching. Same. Uh, he was he's such a polarizing player. He gave players like me a hope that you can be good in the NHL and you can make a living. He, him and Brad Marchand are two of the players that I like loved watching. I still love watching Brad Marchand, 
play, but like he's just he's a shorter guy. He play he's not really skilled. He plays with a fire and energy. He doesn't really yeah. take, he doesn't take shifts off. And, and that's like that's also like that's part of the reason why he's retiring too. Is like he he just couldn't keep up. His body could not keep up with that style of play. Too many concussions. Like he's going he, he's given 110 percent every single night. And when you're not the most skilled, it it takes a toll on your body, and that's what it did to him. But you got to appreciate all the years he gave. Um, best quote by him, I love shin pads, you know? Yeah, I mean, he, he, gave, he gave his all to the game. It was really fun watching him play. He was on a Blackhawks team that I really couldn't stand. Yeah, he, he was even very, better. He was very enjoyable to watch play. And oh, also breaking news, shocking news. Jonathan Taves is not returning this season. But well, he's uh, coming back next season. But he's coming back next season. So <laughs> he's not dead. He's al- he's alive and kind of well. I don't know. With nine games left. <laughs> okay, well, that was really mean what you did right there because it, you you led with Jonathan Taves and I started fist pumping and then it was he's not coming back this season. I was like, oh, that just makes me look like a terrible fan right there. You so know, I thought you were gonna say something else, just so you well, know. That news, the the release from that did the same thing to me because it was Jonathan Taves will be not returning. <laughs> kind of like how it went. So it was the same. Started better. Um. So yeah, like that's that's. But wait, why would why would the news release even word it like that? Because we already knew that he's on like long term. I don't IR or whatever they have. Like he wasn't gonna return. They are, we already knew that for and a long. Like. They released it with nine games left, and the Blackhawks aren't in the playoffs. They're not going to make the playoffs. Hey. Dude, (laughs) why would you release that? Like, (laughs) I don't know. Yeah, Jonathan Taves is actually coming back to play the last game. That's probably (laughs) a road game, not even in Chicago. (laughs) And Captain Series. But, yeah, so that's really hockey. We're ge- like I keep saying I say this every week, but we're gearing up for the playoffs. I'm so excited. Like, I'm so excited for the playoffs. The Ready. Very tough stretch coming down and who knows what's going to happen. So stay tuned right now. The Penguins are a really, really fun team to watch. And I actually look forward and enjoy like I know I'm going to be able to just enjoy watching the product they put on the ice. So Kellen yeah. doesn't have baseball news, which is just absolutely shocking to me. That you want to you want to toss it to the interview then? Yeah, we can toss it to the interview. I just wanted to say that the Pirates are still the hottest team in baseball, so watch out. We're gonna talk. I mean, we really do talk about a lot of sports stuff that's happened in this interview and all that jazz. So don't want to, you know, give it to you twice. So let's let's head over to talk his terrible takes. Um, he doesn't really need an introduction because he did it himself, as you'll see in a couple minutes. So, yeah, enjoy talk. I don't have a sound. I forgot. I was gonna... <laughs> Beep. Beep. Forgot. I... Do you want me to play? It. Want me to play no, sound? it's too late now. It's too late now. This is... Yeah, you actually play sound now because now. now at yeah. that time, or are you just going to like. No, we're including all of this. We you really need to actually start editing this. Just a second, yeah, I'll play it. Oh, what what's, what's wrong? <laughs> okay, you're right. I am gonna cut this. important message. Uh, now introducing 
uh, onto the podcast, or not really even introducing. You've been on the podcast before, so second time, Robert Glenn Tucker the third, Trey Tucker. How's how's it going? Well, I think what you meant to say was 100% real American steel and sex appeal. Trey nope. Tucker, the man nope. of the hour, too sweet to be sour. If you bet on anyone else, you made a bad bet because I'm the women's pet and the men's regret. I got Phil. all the charm. I do all the all harm. Right. And when you wake up tomorrow, your girl's on my arm. What? Yeah, Kellen, you kind of look pretty beta. Okay, okay so, uh, <laughs> Tuck, uh, how's it going? Well, welcome back. Thank you, thank you for having back? me back. I was kind of surprised after last time I even got invited back. I I'm I might be regretting it already. So <laughs> yeah, you really came out swinging on that intro for yourself. Well, yeah. it's 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 gonna be fire tonight. Don't worry. Um, I'm probably not gonna have many friends after this podcast. Don't worry. But the takes are hot and they're hot right now. Let's get it's like a Krispy Kreme donut, man. Let's go. Give me your hot steak right now, then. Wait, 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 wait. I mean, before you do that, how long did you stand in front of the mirror practi- practicing oh, yeah. that introduction for yourself? I'm going to be actually completely honest. I wrote it out about 30 minutes ago. I have yet to practice it. I, I believe that for a second. That, I just I don't, it's 100% real. I, I don't believe that at all. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't need practice. The reflection of perfection. I told you all earlier. Let's go. Tuck actually had this all practice and rehearsed for the, the last time he came on the podcast, but he was too nervous to say it because he was just like, I want to perfect it this time. So Listen, I don't need a beta talking to me about how long it takes to get perfect, okay? We had a female come on your podcast and tell you that you weren't the alpha. For, okay, well, first off, sexist to, you know, insinuate that it, it actually was female or not. But, like, also, like, what, what, what is it with you calling me a beta all of a sudden, like hopping on the bandwagon? You, you've known that Nina has said this about me before, and now all of a sudden you're throwing shots at me. I don't get it. I'm about to throw shots everywhere, Kellen. Don't worry. Josh is not safe tonight. Joel's not safe. Nobody is safe. That's perfect. That's what we love to hear. Okay. Well, but, I'm not. I'm not truly said that, though. Like, whose intro did you steal? Because yeah. there's no way you came up with that. All right, Josh, to answer your question, uh, I would argue that line was a thousand percent from the best trash talker to ever grace professional sports. Um, I think McGregor is overrated in his trash talking ability. He just uses his accent to say general fuck yous to everybody. Um, In my opinion, it's not that big of a deal. The greatest trash talker, in my opinion, outside of Muhammad Ali, but what he said gets you thrown in jail nowadays. Outside of Muhammad Ali, the greatest trash talker to walk the earth is Chael Sonnen, the American gangster uh, from the earlier UFC days. And yes, 100%, that is his intro. I couldn't say the biggest arm because I'm not from Westland, Oregon, so I don't want to steal that part. But, you know, we got to do what we got to do. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it was a good introduction. Yeah, I liked it. I guess. I mean, I don't I don't know. I still don't know why you came at me after it, but, you know, it's fine. Um, so... Tuck, you got some uh, you got some fresh takes for us. I want to start out with one that you're gonna like, Kellen, and most people okay. aren't gonna agree with it because at this point Started in the season, season, we're only 17 games, you know, 18 games in. People are gonna be like, Trey, you're high as a kite right now. Get that out of here. Braves White Sox World Series. It's going six games. Okay. And who who's gonna win? Not gonna, I'm not going to give that away right now, but don't worry. When you cry, it's okay, Kellen. I'll be there. I'll be there to make sure I rub it in a little are, bit. Are we just going to ignore the hottest team in baseball right now? Yeah, okay, wait, wait, wait. Before we jump into the Pirates, but the Braves just got no hit today. 
like freshly no. got no hit. They like, broke it, up the no hitter. No, they didn't. It doesn't technically count. It was a seven-inning doubleheader no-hitter, but it was a no-hitter. It was seven innings of no-hit baseball in a doubleheader. 100% he broke up the no-hitter. Let me see. Uh, that is not a joke. The no-hitter was broken up. It says, I have an ESPN notifi- notification. Diamondbacks' Madison Bumgarner does not allow hit to Braves in seven-inning game, which doesn't count as official no-hitter. So, so what I'm hearing is no 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 one second there was no no hitter. Okay, but what you were saying was the Braves got a hit. I'm saying they no, no, got said, no, officially no, no. no hit. I said the no hitter was broken up, and when that game concluded in inning seven, it was broken up. He does have a point. He does not have a point, so Josh. I didn't say I didn't the Braves broken up. The umpires broke it up when they ended the game at seven innings, but it was broken up. I'm just saying it's it's rough for you to predict. The Braves beating the White Sox in the World Series while the Braves just got, like, shut down today by, like, in a million-year-old Madison Bumgarner. You should be thankful that I even said the White Sox are making the World Series. I just graced them with a playoff berth because I spoke it into existence. I don't think so. Ozzy Albies looking rough. Thanks for giving me Tim Anderson. Um, Hey, you, you you can have Anderson. I'll take Swanson any day in the field. Dude, Swanson with the flow. Oh, it I just, mean, it, it floats. He, he's not he's not as good of a hitter as Tim Anderson, obviously, but like him, like playing the shortstop position with the hair that he has, just looks amazing, right? A hundred percent. I gotta get in second take. This one's not. Wait, 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 wait. I promised Josh's time about the Pirates before you do that. Oh, uh, I I, no, it's fine. I was just saying I can't believe we're just ignoring the hottest team in baseball. At all. <laughs> oh, trust okay. me. We're not going to ignore them for long. I'm going to get there. I'm, the, I have a feeling you're not going to like it, but, yeah, we're going to get right. there. So I got to throw it. We had some great fights this past weekend in the UFC. I'm going to throw it to one that we're going to have later this year, Derek Lewis and Francis Ngannou. Francis Ngannou, currently the heavyweight champion. Um if you're putting money on this fight, put money on the Black Beast, Derek Lewis. He already beat Ngannou once. He is a stronger puncher when it comes to putting people out than Francis Ngannou. Guaranteed. The machines are lying to you. It's like a radar gun, the perceived velocity versus real velocity. Derek Lewis is going to knock out Francis Ngannou in the second round. He's probably the only guy in the UFC with like heavier fists than Ngannou. And he's got more knockout power, which is crazy because – it's Francis Ngannou. I mean, yeah. It's got that. When is that fight? They're still making it. Most likely it's going to be late July, mid-August. That's going to be a good one. That's going to be really fun. I mean, yeah. Here's, and uh, in, yeah, go. double down, he will then go on, Derek Lewis will, as champion, first title defense. He KOs John Jones in round two. Okay. I, I still need uh, that him to fight Greg Hardy because he will murder him, actually. I wish, but Derek Lewis is doing too well now to ever be put on an undercard, which is where Greg Hardy's going to live. He's never going to make yeah. a main card again. I yeah, but I just need it to happen because like he would, you know, you'd murder him, like oh, yeah. actually murder him. Um, We're going to get I, into some uh, hockey now, Josh. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm I'm interested to see where this is going. Like, see if Tuck can like hold up a hockey conversation Let's with Josh. This is a hot take on a 1 to 10 scale. I'd prefer 10s if it was me. Um, baseball and hockey need, need cheerleaders. They do. Nope. Both of those sports Absolutely need cheerleaders. Not. 
Uh, absolutely, yes, they do. Why? At a hockey game, there's no place to put them, so they're going in the stands. Going in the stands means there's a good fan interaction. You're getting yeah. a lot of boozed up guys, some really beautiful ladies out there. The it's going to make it a lot better. The Hurricanes already have it, and if it was a hit, the rest of the NHL would have adopted it, but it wasn't. It's, it's just out of place. No, you, it's, it's never out of place to have a hot lady. It, no, it's they're just awkwardly standing there. You're taking away seats that you can sell. Because you have to put these platforms. It's like the Vegas Golden Knights thing. It's just all a gimmick because your hockey team sucks and you're not a real market. If you're in a real market, you're there to watch the game. You're not there to look at the like, – I mean, Pittsburgh doesn't have cheerleaders for anything. We show up to actually watch our teams play. We don't need gimmicks to show up and watch our teams play. We Listen, I – you – you must be mistaken on what being a Pittsburgh Pirates fan is like, because I cannot remember the last team I wa- uh, last time I wanted to watch a Pirates game. I just oh, can't. Oh. Pirates <laughs> games go for the fireworks and sunset. I mean, that's actually going to get into my next take after the cheerleaders. Uh, the Pirates are, in my opinion, the most consistently disappointing team in Major League Baseball. I got it. I mean, no. I, I'm going to defend Josh on this one because I don't think so. What? When have you had like high expectations for Absolutely a pirate season? That's, yeah. that's my point. I have middle of the road expectations, and typically they underperform. Well, no, 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 no. You shouldn't be having. That's you, you're just stupid no, in terms not. of baseball knowledge. If you have middle of the road expectations for them, they should be low, no, this, lower than that. This is the best time in Pittsburgh every single year because we're all just like the Pirates suck. They're not going to do anything. They start winning some games, and you're getting playoff hockey at the same time. And we're like, wow, okay, maybe we might go to the game and watch it. But the Pirates are still going to suck. Like, we yeah. need to, trust me, we do not think that they're ever going to win anything. There until are plenty Bob, of. Until Bob Nutting is no longer the president of this team and owner, like, I will never have an expectation other than we will finish dead last and trade away anyone that's I, good. I can name 10 teams, like, off the top of my head that, you know, underperform their expectations the more Yankees. than the Pirates. The Yankees, right, and then the Cubs, the Rockies every single year. The Rockies are I think it's very – I hate the Yankees, but I think it's very hard to say that a team with 27 World Series is a more consistent underperformer. Like, I understand having low expectations. No, but it has nothing – I was a Braves fan through the early 2000s. Wait, 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 Tuck. It has nothing to do with what they've done in the past. It has what to do with the, what, what they're doing right now. And the Yankees haven't won anything since 2009. So and they're expected to win the World Kevin, Series every single was year. Not, they are the most disappointing team right now. I said they are the most consistently disappointing team. Year in, That's year out. Wrong. It's not. Still, okay, what do we expect from the Pirates? We expect them to be below 500. What do the Yankees fans expect every single year? They expect a championship. Okay. If they don't win a championship, they're disappointed. Man, <laughs> the Pirates was, are expecting dead last finishes. They're expecting sucks when, I'm really disappointed when the Pirates have one good year in 2013 and losing the playoffs. That's yeah, consistently I'm disappointed by them like having one good year. <laughs> Every decade. Well okay. below 500. I think you're looking at it wrong again there, Josh. Let me ask. No, wouldn't please. you love, wouldn't, Josh? Wouldn't you love to be happy on a Sunday afternoon? I'm happy right now. I watched the Penguins win today. They shut out the Bruins. I, I'll give you the hockey team solid. I, I'm not going to disagree there. But if you're not a hockey fan, wouldn't you like to be yeah, a, a Pittsburgh native just that could be happy on a Sunday for once? I'm always happy on Sunday. Tuck, you're just changing the argument. You're saying we're changing the argument. We're, we're no, you're looking at it wrong. You said. That's all no, we're doing. You're just looking at it wrong. Like, 
You I, I get that you, ex- no, you, you expect you- them to suck, but it doesn't just because they are what you expect, it doesn't mean it's not a disappointment that your team's not good. That's the expectation that you're talking about. Is you you're expecting them to suck? You're saying they, that's their expectation. You're changing the argument. If you take if you take your argument and you move it across the parking lot to Heinz Field, then you're correct because then it's the Yankee situation where we're expecting a championship from the Steelers every single year, and they consistently underperform, and then they extend their coach, who didn't earn it at all. But like with the Pirates, there are no expectations. We expect to just like have discounted beer on Friday nights and fireworks. That doesn't like, change the fact that it's still disappointing to walk into the stadium and see a terrible product on the field. No, it's not disappointing. It's what you think is going to happen. You can't be disappointed if you like know what's going to happen. Yes, you can. All right, all right, Tuck. What's your next? What's your next take? I think. Instant replay in every sport that it's used should be run at full speed, not yep. slow motion. In my opinion, oh, slow motion ruins it. If you run it at full speed, you're getting a second look at it, but you're still adding the human element of having reps. If we're slowing it down at that point, have a robot do it. Okay. I thousand percent agree with you. Here, I'll, I'll agree with you as long as it benefits my team. Well, I mean, everybody is that way. Yeah, but only if it benefits my team will and I have. to be honest, it's going to help sports media too because they would still have the ability the next day to go slow it down on SportsCenter or y'all slow it down to talk about it on the podcast, right, where you can say like, look, they are terrible. Refs still aren't people. They got this wrong, but yeah. they're running it at full okay. speed. But refs still make plenty of mistakes, and even with replay, they make mistakes. I mean, you saw the the Braves-Phillies game. They were they replayed the that was play my at home, take. and they – and they still got it wrong. I don't know if your viewers know this or not, but Alec Bohm has still to this day not touched home plate at Truist Park, uh, just, yeah. or at SunTrust Park. It just hasn't happened. It never will happen. And that is a prediction for the rest of the year. Alec Bohm will never touch home at Tru- uh, SunTrust Park. I don't – well, I don't think – I mean he might. No, he won't. This year. No. But he hasn't yet. You're right he about that. He hasn't yet, and that's going to stay true for the whole year. Okay. Dude, have you did you see that guy's uh, interview on MLB Network after he got drafted by the Phillies? No. The, the most awkward human being on the planet. I mean, it was this guy. This guy's not gonna stick in baseball, I don't think, because he's just he's too awkward. Like, there's no way he's gonna feel comfortable with any of his teammates. Like all that, you know, outside of baseball stuff, like being a good locker room guy, he's not gonna be good at because he's just too awkward. He can't do it. It's like Adam Orson when he was on the Lakers. I actually have two more takes I think y'all might not disagree with. First off, the worst sports fan in the country, sports fan base, Georgia Bulldogs. Just categorically far and away the very worst fan base in all sports. I, I, I could get on that. I've, I've met some Georgia – like, I mean, I went to that Baylor-Georgia game. We talked about this last time you were on the podcast. Uh, but, yeah, definitely uh, up there. I have I have a surprising take for you regarding this though, okay? Okay. You ready for this? Um White Sox fans on Twitter are the worst. I'll tell See, you this. I don't this have right. I don't have Twitter, so I can't I can't talk about that. I, I, I can I can confirm this right now. Um and like you know this isn't com- like this, this is completely uh you know unbiased because yeah. I should love them, right? Because this is totally unbiased sports. sports. Yes. Yeah. What's up first off totally unbiased. Sports. And I'm a White Sox fan myself, so. But the, here, here's how I know the 
White Sox have a player called Michael Kopech on the team right now. Very good young pitcher. Uh, throws the heck out of the ball. He's great. Uh, he was warming up in the bullpen uh, two nights ago, and some White Sox fans were, like, heckling him in the bullpen for some reason. I don't know why. Like, you're a White Sox fan. So <laughs> then all the fans on Twitter took to them, like, bullying Michael Kopech and just bullied these fans off Twitter. Like, like <laughs> thinking they're taking the moral high ground, like, here, these guys bullied this guy. Now let's bully them and call them names until they have to, you know, get off social media and hide their faces in the city. Like, that's just the worst way to deal with problems. So I actually really don't like um, White Sox fans on Twitter. I'm going to say that right now. There's a couple good ones that I like, like the 108 guys. They're fun. Yeah. Uh, but most fans on they're, – they're terrible. Well, I, I guess that's most, like, Twitter sports fans if you think about it, though, too. On real. Twitter's just a disgusting place. See, oh. I just don't have Twitter, so I can't say. But I promise, Kellen, if you ever go to a Georgia game, you're going to take two things away from that. It sounds like a zoo. Just, you can't under, understand what anybody is saying. Not because they're drunk, just because they're stupid. Um, and and then second, it, it honestly, it looks like a bowling alley, okay? Everybody out there is as round as a bowling ball or a pinhead, and there's no two ways about it. That's just the way it is. Um, I mean, you could you could bowl with those people. You could call them a pot of beluga whales. It's just the way it is. There's not a skinny person in the bunch, and there's not a smart person in the bunch. It's just yeah. how it goes. I mean, I, I just could not believe, like, when I when I went to the Georgia-Baylor game, they, there were fans that, like, made fun of me for doing a sickum, and then two seconds later, they they turned around and started barking like a dog. I'm like, yeah. wait, what? <laughs> but... Um, I don't know if y'all know this, but the NFL draft is coming up. Yeah, um, I was unaware. Oh, no, I didn't know. I, I know this is a sports podcast. It kind of surprised me. Um, I was surprised that I haven't heard y'all's draft top 10 yet. That's tomorrow, or we might have already done that. Well, we'll in that case, depending, Let on me, when we, depending on when we put this interview into the episode, we might have already done it. But Let me go ahead and tell y'all where you're wrong. Okay. Oh, please. Without like, hearing our draft order at all. Like, I, don't, I don't need to. I don't need to. Okay. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, everyone knows, is going number one. He's going to be a bust, but he's going to go number one. It's not his fault he'll be a bust. It's the fault of Jacksonville. Um, you just can't help it. You don't uh, have faith in Urban Meyer? No. I, I'm a Florida Urban, fan. I, I watched that man fake a heart attack twice just to leave. Didn't you watch him win a national championship, too? He won a national championship because he had the son of Christ on his team playing quarterback and leading a bunch of convicts to a championship. That's what happened. Wait, um, Percy Harvin? Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's Percy my Harvin. thought, yeah. Um, I, I'm going to make the, the obvious joke on that one, which, yeah. yeah. But Percy Harvin, yeah. Sure. Wilson's going number two. Um, I, I don't know enough about him to say anything. Devonta Smith is going third. I know that's a surprise. The Bengals are known for terrible choices. They're going to pick Devonta Smith right there instead of an O-line. Now, here we go. A friend of ours, Brandon, is not going to like this. The Cowboys are trading up for the fourth pick by the word and order of Jerry Jones for the fourth pick. They're going to take Kyle Pitts at number four. I've I've heard that Kyle Pitts could fall to the Cowboys without them trading up, which I don't know. I, I don't know why that many teams would pass on him because I think he's going to be – Absolutely amazing, uh, but I've heard, I've heard I don't know where the Cowboys are drafting, but I've heard Tenth. He could fall there. Tenth. Tenth. Yeah. I mean, gonna... he's a tight end that can't block, but he also has like the receiving skills of a Calvin Johnson too. Oh so, yeah, he, yeah, he can't block. I, he tries, he can't do it. 
Uh, you got the offensive lineman Sewell going fifth. Jamar Chase is going sixth. Then you got Rashawn Slater to the Lions at seven. Now, here's a bit of a flip. I think people are just looking at uh, Horn way too well. The guy is just a push at the line. If he doesn't get that, he can't play corner. They're going to have Patrick Sertain out of Alabama at number eight. Jalen Waddell at number nine. And the Falcons, having traded with the Cowboys, now have the 10th pick. They're going to take Mac, Mac Jones to replace Matt Ryan. You know Mac, Jones, Mac Jones isn't falling that far, man. Yes, he is. Do Falcons know, could sit Pat know, and get Mac Jones. Do you know what Mac is short for? McCorkle. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that. Well, besides the fact that half my family's Bama fans, uh, I do listen to this podcast every week. Oh, hey, thanks. Yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, I could, I could not believe, like, that's just not a name. It's not, a, like, have you ever heard that before? That's a short name that somebody only in the state of Alabama can come up with for McCorkle. <laughs> that's so true. Is he from Alabama? No clue. I don't know anything <laughs> about the kid other than he's whiter than tissue paper. He's an honorary Alabama resident if he isn't then because of that name alone. Oh, yeah. I don't want to waste y'all's time, so I'm going to go right into the next one. Um, kind of by sport, most overrated players that are still alive, not necessarily in the sport, but still alive today. So don't worry, Josh. Um, you might want to. You're already sitting down, so no problems there. But uh, we're going to start with baseball. Bryce Harper, Clayton Kershaw. Right off the bat, two most overrated players alive in baseball today. I mean, Kershaw is obviously not the pitcher he used to be. No, he, but when when he was good, he was. I agree amazing. that when he was good, he was amazing. Was but people are talking about him on the same level as they talked about Koufax and Catfish Hunter and all these um, like legendary, legendary pitchers. And when you are oh, oh, typically okay, but, terrible in the playoffs, typically. Now, last year he wasn't. I'll give him that. But typically he's bad in the playoffs. I mean, his playoff ERA is like a 4-1-4, I think, or a 4-1-5. That is not a playoff World Series winning ERA. And he has okay. a lot of playoff games. But, like, I mean, if – yeah, you could always make the playoff argument. But, like, if you're looking at it, like, and you're comparing him to Koufax, he's already played longer than him. Mm-hmm. I mean, Koufax didn't play a long career. And his peak was just as long as Koufax's, too. I agree. I, I think Bryce Harper – and, and if you're going to make the argument for Bryce Harper, I think, like, you just don't – like, all like you still only look at batting average, and that's it for to figure out who's a good player. Because Bryce Harper, first off, he's, like, a career 280 hit or something like that, which is pretty good. But his advanced stats are even better than that. I mean, he, he's been consistent every year of his career, except, you know, maybe one year he had a down year, and then another year he had, in 2015 he had a great year and was MVP. I agree that his MVP year was categorically stellar. Now, no, he's definitely. I also, I'll, t- I'll give you like he's overrated and like he's not as good as people say he is. He's not like a generational talent. There's, I mean, there's 15 that's, players in baseball that are better than him. And that's where I come in on the overrated thing. So when I say overrated, I'm not saying that you're a bad player. You're okay. not in the realm that you're being talked about though. Yeah, like, I agree that Clayton Kershaw might be longevity wise the same as those absolutely insane legends but stat wise and people might say that he's going up against better hitters maybe that's why his era is not as low as some of those guys or his strikeouts aren't as high that could be true but he's being talked about in the same realm as catfish hunter one of the greatest pitchers to ever play as uh tom siever one of the greatest pitchers to ever play as sandy kopak one of the greatest pitchers to ever play 
And at this point in time, you can't say he's one of the greatest pitchers to ever play the sport of baseball. He is great. He is a first ballot Hall of Famer. But that's a I, long list. I saw this. I saw this crazy stat about Kershaw, like from a couple years ago. So like this is like when he was in his peak, and he was just dominating lefties. So he went like 200 like straight bre- straight batters, pretty much, or something like that, without giving up a hit to a left-handed batter, except three times in that span. And they were all home runs, and they were all to Adam Dunn, who was on the White Sox at the time and was so bad. He was <laughs> Adam Dunn with the White Sox was hitting like a buck forty, and he he hit three home runs off Clayton Kershaw, who was at his peak at the time. So that made no sense to me. So I guess like if Adam Dunn is hitting bombs off you, you can't really be that good. God, I if hate. If we're that. going into a different sport, tennis. Venus Williams, absolutely overrated. Yep. She's getting the shine from her sister. Um, <laughs> it's just the way it is. Okay, but here's the yeah, another like I might agree. First off, I don't know enough about tennis to agree or disagree. But she was definitely like really good when we were like obviously not watching tennis. Like when we were probably like eight years old or something like that. So she was I good think in the we way just don't remember. She was good in the way Phil Mickelson was good. You're really good at not winning. You're really good at coming in second. That's just, she's, that's, won ma- she's won majors, like plenty. Yeah, but the only reason people watched her was when she was playing her sister. Yeah. And she's beaten her sister before, too. Yes, but she's still overrated. Okay. Yeah, I, don't know, I don't know enough to argue this. I really don't. I like, just I, say, like, maybe everything I'm saying is wrong. Maybe everything you guys are saying is wrong. I'm sure none of us know enough to argue this, though. I like, would right? list soccer players, but soccer is not a sport, so I'm going to go straight into golf. Um, the most overrated player, Phil Mickelson. I feel bad for the guy because he's playing under the shadow of arguably the greatest golfer to ever play besides Jack Nicklaus. However, that doesn't mean that you're good just because you're really great at coming in second place. Like, I don't deny he's got his majors. You know, he's got his victories here and there. He's made money, of course. But he's definitely overrated because everyone's talking about how, like, oh, in this era, he was definitely the second best. He was. <laughs> I, I disagree. Who was the second best then? Literally anybody that came in second to Tiger that give week me a was name. second best. It was, it was Phil pretty much every time. So give me another name. How about? Give me a name. Kellen, name me another golfer that came in second to Tiger. All, all I'm asking for is a name. That's all I'm asking for. I mean, we have the most recent Masters winner. The fact actually that we played in tournaments back then. Matsuyama, he was a solid second place. Rocco Mediate actually, too, in my opinion, was a better second place than Phil Mickelson. I mean, do you want me to run you over with golf right here? I mean, but who finished second more than any of those guys? Rocco had seven consecutive second-place finishes, and two of them were to Tiger, and one was in the U.S. Open. Phil still finished second more than Rocco. Phil is just a longer time he's been here than Rocco. That's the only difference. So he still finished second more times. That doesn't mean that he's good. But you're saying he's overrated for what he is, and everyone just admits that he's number two. Yeah, but when everyone talks that. about it, they say who are the best golfer, like who are the best golfers right now, and they say Tiger and Phil. Like and when, literally the way, but the way you just said it is you move your hands, you go Tiger and then Phil, like below him. I said people. Is that wrong? He's still overrated for what he is. But no one thinks he's anything more than a second place finisher. Yeah. But yeah. most of his career, he's not finishing second. But you just said. Well, 
all he did was finish second. <laughs> all he did in terms of to Tiger, yeah. But when you look at Phil's career, he struggled to make cuts in the early half of his career. Now, when he did make them, he was pretty solid. He struggled to make cuts because he was pretty good on the irons, but every time he walked up to the tee box, you're wondering, is he shanking this thing left into an old man on the side of the course, or is he going to put it down the fairway? This entire entire argument platform is like, let me say something crazy, and then let me say something that contradicts what I'm about to argue, and then just hope that they forget what I said previously when I say something that contradicts that thing. Second so, most overrated golfer, Rory McIlroy. That one I will agree with you on. He was supposed to be the second coming. He was supposed to be Tiger's I, Tiger. I'll agree. The that. man's nothing. I, I mean, yeah. He still um, he is one win short of the career Grand Slam, but. Yes, I will agree because he was supposed to break all of Tiger's records. Yeah, he was supposed to. And that's, I think in golf, one of the things that's not factored in enough is the the fear factor, right? People were afraid to play with Tiger on a Sunday. Yeah. Like you didn't want to be in his group. If you're put in a group with Rory, you're happy. Like I've got a pillow lined up next to me over here. This is easy. Yeah, 100%. He collapses on 16 if he's got a a lead. If he has a shot, he's he's done on Sunday. He needs to not have a shot and hope everybody else doesn't wake yeah. up that morning. I mean, he lost to Patrick Reed. Yeah. So do we need to say anything more? <laughs> um, and then finally, we come to football. Now, this is only in terms of the NFL. And I'm only talking about in terms of uh, players that had a generally okay career. Wait, wait, Tuck, before you hop into this take, I have to ask you something. Remember that time uh, Baylor won the national championship in basketball? I actually, I do. <laughs> um, I was, now, I don't want to say that I did anything to help, like, as much as your robe, but when the final four happened, I watched the game at your apartment, and we were there, and I said, you know, typically we seem to rebound better when I'm not watching the game. So... I drove all the way back to Virginia that night, the night of the national championship, and did not watch the game. I had people texting in the group message because I didn't want, you know, superstition, bad karma, and apparently it worked. There you go. You know what? Anything for the team. I was just wondering if you remembered because that was pretty awesome. Um, and you did go to Baylor, so you know. That's just, correct. Just... I did go to Baylor. I know that we haven't had any Baylor students on the podcast yet, but I did go to Baylor. Yeah. Yeah, we haven't had one on every single episode or anything. Um, but, yeah, what was your last take you were going to get into before I cut you off so rudely? So I hate to do this to you, Josh. Um, oh boy. But sometimes we all have to face the music in life. We have to, to understand, you know, things aren't what they seem. The most overrated football players still alive today to have a career in the NFL, Terry Bradshaw. I knew he was going to say that. I knew it. Um, yeah, the Pittsburgh Steelers should be heralded for winning four Super Bowls in spite of that man at QB. Okay, wait. I'll just give Josh, you know, don't cut him off here. Give him some time to respond, okay? I understand. I don't even, I do, is this even worth my time? Like, <laughs> uh, I mean, you could respond to the 70 QB rating or the one-to-one touchdown-to-interception ratio. Super Bowls. Yeah, four Super Bowls that his team won in spite of him. I mean, I'm surprised they don't all need back surgery after carrying that man to championship after championship. He did what he needed to do to win. No, 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 no. If you take him out of the equation, like if you just run the ball every play with that offensive line, they're going to win all those games. No, they're they're not. They are. 
If you take him out of the equation, they might have to institute a, mo- a mercy rule in professional football in those Super Bowls. No, you're wrong. I, you're just wrong. Like he's one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play the game. I'm not the only one saying this. The original TB12. Like just just to, just to keep this in mind, ESPN has him rated as the 28th most overrated professional sports player of all time. Oh yeah, because ESPN is right about everything. I forgot about that. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. Now I'm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> hey, to be fair, ES, ESPN and Stephen A. were right. Don't send your daughter to Baylor, but they were wrong about the reason why. Because they are gonna yeah. drop them panties for Kellen Getty when he walks in the door. Yeah, yeah. Josh, Josh, Bleacher Report also rated him as the 15th uh, most argue. overrated quarter, quarterback of all time. I can't even. I can't even argue with it anymore. Yeah. ESPN. I'm. I just, man, that. You got. Yeah. You, you got ESPN. I mean, who, who who wrote that one? Was it was it Pablo Torre? I mean, who was it? I mean, one of those geniuses over at yeah. ESPN. It Who's, wasn't Stuart uh, Scott. Yeah. The poll came out in 2018. <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude. <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, uh, but, now, I saw that y'all had Joel and Andrew on this podcast. Is that right? We yeah. have had them on the podcast. That is correct. And you haven't had Ryan on the podcast yet. Ryan's been busy. I understand. I want to go ahead and not Ryan, apologize to Joel here. Um, I want is, to ask you something, cause, especially you, Josh, because you're closer to Massachusetts, I think, than any of us. Is that right? Being a, from Pittsburgh? Yes, I would I would say that's a little bit closer. Than... Okay, so tell me, I'm, tell me if I'm wrong here, but I don't think I am. Pa- I've yet to see a Patriots fan that doesn't look like they need water wings just to have a bowl of soup. 100%. I'm just saying, like, I've yet to see one. I apologize to Joel. That might be the reason you're still single at this point. I don't know. Um, sorry, man. Um, jo- jo- Joel is single by choice, okay? Come okay, on. Okay, that's that's my bad. But <laughs> I also had to apologize to Ryan before I hopped on this podcast. Um, I don't know if y'all are serial Yankee haters. I know I am. Um, not for any reason besides the fact that they're terrible. They have a, a cheater that they herald as the best shortstop of all time. He's one of the most overrated players also. A steroid junkie played third base forever. Uh, in my opinion, A.J. Burnett's one of the worst pitchers to ever be heralded as a good pitcher, supported by his ERA. Um, Wait, but, A.J. Burnett played for the Yankees for like two years. And they heralded him as they the They hated A.J. Burnett. They did not. They did. No, we hated A.J. Burnett. It, I think you're thinking of Andy Pettit. I am not. A- Yankees fans hate A.J. Burnett, dude. Maybe now. They did not when he was on that team, dude. He was heralded as the ace. You can still see that today. I pro- Look it AJ up. A.J. Burnett was uh, good on the Pirates, though. Remember He's, that, Josh? He yeah. was. Yeah, I do actually remember that. that was- it was good. <laughs> but in, in terms of Yankees fans, Pirates win. Josh... I don't know if you've ever been to New York. I haven't, but I have seen a lot of Yankees fans in my life. I'm good friends with one. Uh, he just finished, you know, Marine. So shout out to Ryan Votiero. Um, he's officially a Marine officer now. Great for the kids. I apologize to you and your family. Um, but I believe that if the Pope knew half his followers were Yankees fans, he'd be pro-choice. I... So, uh, do do we want to get into the draft now? <laughs> I mean, do you have any other takes that you want to get into? I I'm just not even, I no even, comment. I don't know where to go. 
I can talk about the Cubs and the Phillies if you want, but I don't know if you want me to now. Just no comment on that last one. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dude, well, okay, well, I, I, I am, am curious. What do you have to say about the Cubs? Yeah, please be mean to the Cubs. Uh, don't. It's not mean, okay? Listen, that's the thing is I don't want to come on your show and be mean to people. I want to come on your show and provide unbiased sports opinions and facts. That's what I want to do, and that's what I've done so far. So I'm going to keep it real with you. What? In, what? The, in, in my entire life, I have never never met a Cubs fan that weighed less than a Ted Williams batting average. Dude, my family to this podcast. <laughs> well, tell them to go White Sox, I guess. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I like I say the same thing about Packers fans, but it's actually true about Packers fans. I never said it wasn't true for them. I just happen to know one that seems to be anorexic or something. Yeah, um, I don't. Know. I don't know what his problem is, but it sticks stays true for them. But in terms of the Phillies, uh, obviously, I'm a Southern kid from Alabama, raised in the South. Um, but at Baylor, I did meet quite a few girls from Philadelphia, and unfortunately for me. Every Phillies fan that's a female is a two-bagger, and basically what that means, they got to wear one bag over their head, and I have one for me just in case theirs falls off. <laughs> I get behind that. How I, many? I hate how, how many people from Philly did you meet at Baylor? I met one. There's literally, a reason, its nickname is Philadelphia for a reason. See, there you go. Philly. Yeah. I didn't realize there were so many people from Philly at Baylor. I hope that covered up the, the Pope comment enough for y'all. But uh, I, I'm, I'm done on the takes for today. He had to make up like a bunch of people just to back his. <laughs> so that was that one came in spicy right there, and yeah. I just was not so, expecting it. We got it. We have a fun draft of biggest bonehead moments in sports from its athletes. It's not draft moments, Kellen. Yeah. Earlier. I have to. I, I have in game. Yeah, I, I, it's it's in game. These aren't referee blunders either. I have to shout out uh, Connor because he's the one that uh, came up with that uh, this draft idea for us. So uh, yeah, thank you for that. Um, and uh, Tuck, you're the guest. You get to go first. Josh will flip a coin to see who goes second. Okay. I'll let you call it this time. Tails. Flip a coin. It's heads. That sucks. Yes. <laughs> I'm going second. I'm choosing second. Okay. All right, Tuck. See what you got. All right, so I've been talking this pick, the 1-1 pickup, for a few days now. You have? I want to make it clear. If you are thinking about this draft in terms of only worst plays, you're thinking about it all wrong. I'm about to break it down for you here. Josh, I got a question for you. In college, how often do you see a 56-yard field goal made? Pretty much never. Almost never, right? Because college kickers just aren't but that great at that distance. I also go to a D2 school, so I rarely see 40-yard field goals made at my that's school. A, that's a fair point. That's a totally fair point. Now, <laughs> let me double down. How often would you expect a 56-yard field goal to be made when the wind's in your face? At the college level or just in general? At the college level. Absolutely never. Okay, so if your kicker was only 6 for 10 on the entire year, the wind was in your face, would you kick a 56-yard field goal? What's my? I, 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 know, game exactly, is, I know exactly is, what play he's talking the about. The game right is now. tied. Okay, the game is tied. Yeah. All right, but you have better depth. 
better players. The other team has four starters injured. Their quarterback's thrown three picks in the game. And when it goes to overtime, you've got fully rested guys. How many Josh, do, Josh, do you know what game he's talking about One yet? One second, Kellen. So, but <laughs> One second. not kicking it, obviously. Of course you're not kicking it, right? So the worst sports play in history, Nick Saban calling a field goal from 56 yards out in a tie game in Jordan-Hare Stadium. If you want to know where magicians are born, go to Jordan-Hare Stadium at Auburn, Alabama, the Auburn University. That place has the most magic of anywhere in the world. Nick Saban might be the best coach of all time in college football, but that man is flat out stupid when it comes to game-ending decisions. If you kick a field goal with a kicker that's only 60% accuracy, not just that year, but his entire career, from 56 yards out with an 8-mile-an-hour wind in your face and you don't expect God to strike you down for it, you're out of your damn mind. You know what? That play all wrong. Everyone thinks of it as Auburn's success story, and it is. But it is the most bonehead decision in sports. It cost him not only an SEC championship berth, but a national championship. Saban would have the record of seven if he had not kicked that field goal. I do like okay. It's it's not a bad pick. Um, it's not the best pick though. I mean, it, you just you left it on the table for me here, Tuck. Okay, and I can't like I knew you told me ahead of time like I'm gonna come out of you know left field with this one. I'm gonna convince you all. Like I, I'm convinced it's it's a bad decision. It was definitely a bad decision. Not the worst decision of all time, though. Definitely not the worst decision of all time, because that comes from none other than Pete Carroll not running the football with Marshawn Lynch in the backfield, decides to throw it. Malcolm Butler interception. Patriots win the Super Bowl because of it. Seahawks were gonna win the Super Bowl if they ran it. They decided to take the loss by throwing it. That's it's plain and simple. The biggest game of the year. The biggest stage, the most viewed game in sports, and he blew it. I mean, there's no other play that you can pick as the most boneheaded decision of all time than that one. I'm not right. I like that one. Yeah, this is a solid pick. I mean, it's not choosing to kick with a 60% accuracy and 56 yards out the win in your face, but it's a solid pick. It's definitely more than that. So mine and. There are so there are way too many examples of this happening that I just kind of went broad. Dropping the football before you cross the goal line. It's yeah. So many times it's the stupidest thing you can do. There's so much video on that. All of the plays where people drop the ball before they cross the goal line. Just that's that's my so thing. Bonehead. I can't go with Deshaun Jackson now. I mean that's the most famous example. Deshaun yeah, Jackson. that's what I was gonna say. Yeah. 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 I mean, just think about it, guys. Just come on. Like, like, just celebrate once you're like in the back of the end zone. It's that easy. Just hold on to it for a second. It's unbelievable that people do that. Yeah, I, I, I like don't even understand like how that's possible. It, I, I just don't. It doesn't make sense to me. Shouldn't be. I, so, <clears throat> my next one, because it's, I mean, this is just such a historic play. I actually have the audio that I'm going to play. Oh, he came prepared. So, we'll just... Three-yard attempt from the right hash mark. And... Oh, he hits the upright again! That's impossible! And the Eagles 
run out into the field, but there's still five seconds. So they've got to get back. He does it again. Brought back to the spot of a kick. It will be Philadelphia. Did this hit the upright and the crossbar? Bottom line, it doesn't go through. Upright. It looks like it bounced off. All right, I I think I think we get it. I think we get it. The Bears' season's going to end on a double doink. <laughs> One. I, as my last pick in this draft, I was going to pick choosing to let Cody Parkey kick field goals at Soldier Field, so I'm glad somebody took it. I honestly would. I didn't want to take it this high, but I had the audio, so I need to get that just in case that you were going to go after Kellen with that one. There you uh, go. Good choice. But. Just, just in case Tuck would go after Callan, I wanted to do it first. Let me just ruin his night real quick. <laughs> Screw you guys. How, how long into that audio before you realized what it was? Uh, I took about, you know, maybe five seconds. Right. <laughs> I heard how Mike was like. <laughs> yeah. I think so, you're up, Kellen. Uh, yeah, I've, I don't, I'm not in the mood to do this anymore, guys. I don't do this. Let's just call it a podcast. Wrap it up. I hate both of you. You guys are the worst. I'm never doing this again. This is our last episode, but fine. I'll, the show goes on. The show goes on. Whatever. Wow, that was really mean. That was really mean. So, uh, mine is going to... This is like, you know, this goes back to Big Cat. This is probably Big Cat's like most stupid play that he's ever seen. Um, and he brings this up a lot. It's uh, Dan Quinn electing to kick a field goal on fourth and one. At the one-yard line, down six with, like, a minute to go in the game. So he he decides, instead of, you know, going for it on the one-yard line, fourth and goal, let me kick the field goal, try to get an onside kick just to recover to try to win the game on that. He lowered his chances of winning the game by taking, by electing to kick a field goal. It makes no sense in that situation. That situation has popped up, like, if you're just going, like, the last 10 minutes or something of a football game, mm-hmm. never in NFL history has a coach done that before. And Dan Quinn decided to do that. So, I like, just to think about the situation that you were in, what is going through your mind to decide to kick a field goal there? I mean, he made the field goal because it was from the one-yard line, but, like, um, that was really a dumb one. I have to ask, just because I want to make sure that I'm distributing pain evenly here tonight. Um, didn't the Packers decide to kick a field goal with Aaron <laughs> Rodgers at quarterback? I just want to make sure Andrew, if he, if you're listening, hey, 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 this could come later. Don't, no spoilers, no spoilers. This, this could easily come later. Okay. That's my bad. I'm but, sorry. But yes, the Packers have done that. So suck it. Yeah, suck it. Um, yeah. Uh, getting into my second round pick, this is kind of a toss-up for me between two pretty bonehead plays. Um, let me start out. I hate Mark Sanchez. So the fact that the butt fumbles may be the most famous sports play recently makes me so happy. Um, but I got to pick the butt fumble for number two. Maybe it's not a bonehead play. Maybe it's a that is, you know yeah. bounce-and-ass play, but it is what it is. No, definitely. I mean, it was the Sports Center not top ten play. They had to retire it forever. Um, yeah. 
Oh, it also comes down to, you know, uh, SportsCenter not being able to make new content that they had to show every single episode for like two years straight. Uh, yeah. But it was that bad of a play and that embarrassing. And it really just marked the end of like the Jets being OK, you know, kind of competitive to them being the Jets that they are today. Like that was the direct moment that you that you saw a shift in the franchise. In the I back- think there's there's no way to come back from that. No, and it was on Thanksgiving, and literally that's the only time that everyone's probably watching the yes. same game. It's it's very rare that everyone in America is watching the same game, let alone it be the Jets or the Lions at one time. And we all we all were blessed with that moment. I'll never forget like being like, that just happened. And then you see the replay and you're like, oh my God, that just happened. And it gets better every time you see the replay and then sports. Yeah. It's that bad of a play. It's so it's so embarrassing. I, I had that one down too. I was. <laughs> no, I had it. Yeah. What do you have next, Tuck? I I get a turnaround. I forgot. Um, this one, uh, like I talked about, you know, distributing pain evenly there. Um, Bill Buckner. I mean, through yep. the wickets. World <laughs> Series. I guess what it cost him there. Man got I run think. out of town. Uh, he deserved it 100% getting run out of town for that. That was a little league ground ball to first base. I just, yeah. it, it's hard to forget that. Did he deserve the, the death threats? <sighs> I mean, speaking <laughs> about it. About it. I mean, look. Even if yes, do we. <laughs> he, goes, he goes, I don't know. Maybe not. I don't know. It's tough. What? <laughs> I mean, that was at Fenway, right? Yeah. No, because it was a walk-off. It was to end that's, the game. That's true. It was a walk-off. So, it's not, so he didn't disgrace the best park in America, at least. Um, I mean, probably not the death threats, but, I mean, it, it, he doesn't deserve good things in life after that. Well, he's, he's dead now, just so you know. No, he's, I understand. But like I'm saying, dead. after that point in time, I like – if he were to to never make another dollar and you know be accused of wire fraud or you know just some horrible crime that ruined his reputation as a person, also that would be fitting. Have you seen the uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm episode with Bill Buckner? I'm not Blair. sure, but I have no enthusiasm yeah. to listening to that man. It is so funny. It is. <laughs> it's a, it, it's Buckner making another classic mistake again. it's just so like he leaned into it so you got to respect that but it's very funny i think you're up kellen all right um there's a lot of good choices here left still um the one that i'm gonna go with this is to me the play right below the butt fumble in the nfl in terms of just pure stupidity and it's uh pat mcafee taking the snap (laughs) <laughs> uh, with the Colts, <laughs> like oh, don't do McAfee dirty like that. That's not on him. What I, it, what was the idea behind that play? <laughs> you know what the play was because of that. Yeah, it's definitely not on Pat, but like <laughs> it's it's a, it's a long snapper, so not even the actual center. And Pat McAfee lined up against five defensive linemen and the rest of the team 40 yards to the right of them. <laughs> but you got to admit, if there's one person that's gonna get you out of that. It would be Pat McAfee could make something happen there. Like <laughs> he did not. He got tackled, and everybody was just like, like, like even watching that game. Like if you're watching that live, you just gotta be like, what, 
What that's just another what, one. What? You need to like see the replay about seven times, and you're like, did am I actually watching this? That like, happened. It actually what's, happened. What was the logic behind that? It made no sense. I I can't. I, I, I actually give McAfee credit for that play because the fact that he didn't fumble in a one-on-five situation, I think he deserves a little bit of credit right there. He just curled up like an armadillo. He can't fumble. He had he just like he didn't even attempt to do anything. He wasn't which expecting just, the snap. Yeah, it would, but it was just like it was so dumb. It just looks so yeah. stupid. So I think that I, I agree though. I agree with the pick. Josh. Okay, this one. Um, yeah, I like this one. Patrick Waugh. I don't know if either of you know what play I'm talking about. I Early 2000s Stanley Cup uh, finals against the Detroit. No, Western Conference finals. Detroit Red Wings. Um, Avalanche Red Wings. Game five. Patrick Waugh makes a save. Like he's scrambling. The puck gets behind him. He goes to glove it and then pick up the puck in his glove and celebrate. He missed the puck. Red Wings score the goal and they end up winning that series all based on that play because he started celebrating prematurely and tried to show off instead of just laying on top of the puck. He tried to pick it up and like celebrate in the air. And instead, I think it was Ryan Shanahan. Um, he ended up scoring that goal. That was game five. And I, the wings won it in seven games that, that changed the entire momentum of the series. So God, no, that, that, that is an all time funny highlight. Just seeing, just seeing the, the goalie raise up and just like, and he immediately sees the puck, like slowly drift into the net. Yeah. And he's like, Oh, you gotta be kidding me. That, I feel that, like if y'all let enough time pass, you could come back around in terms of drafts and do a worst celebrated too early moments. Cause I feel oh, like that could be all on its own. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Um, wait, uh, is this going to be your fourth pick here? This is the start of the fourth round. Yeah. yeah. Okay. What was what was my second pick? I forget already. You had Pete Carroll, then Dan Quinn's field goal, and then the Colts. Okay, yeah, Dan Quinn, Dan Quinn. Of course, of course. I'm going to go with Steve Bartman as my fourth pick. So I, I had I had Moises Alou on my list, like not being able to make that catch. Like, you idiot, you can't make a catch over some random fan in a crowd. Like, come on. But, yeah, that was probably a poor uh, business decision on Steve Bartman's part. Um, Cubs fans, come on, like be better. Be better than that. I, I know we were just like talk a second ago. It was just like, hmm, maybe Bill Buckner did deserve death threats. Well, I'm saying Steve Bartman 100% did not. Um, that that was also just like this. It was so sad. Like just seeing him sitting there like, like curled up and there's just fans pouring beer on him. Like what a bunch of jerks, like a bunch of losers in the crowd that day. Like, and, and, and Moises, like you got to make that yeah. play. Come on. That's Don't not, forget those fans had to waddle over there just to pour beer on him. Yeah. You're, you're a professional baseball player. This is just some random guy in the stands wearing a pair of headphones. Okay. Figure it out. Moises. It, like, the headphones not that tough. The headphones. It's the headphones for me. They just yeah. make that play. Like, you know he's about to get bullied wearing headphones. Yeah, and well he shouldn't. He shouldn't. I'm I'm pro Steve Bartman. Who's your, I can't believe I can't yeah, believe we know that guy's of course name. You would be. Yeah, I literally had Moisa Salou on my list. Why would you not be pro Steve Bartman? It derailed the Cubs. <laughs> I'm I'm a big Steve Bartman guy. Big big time fan of him. Um hmm. 
I think I could save this one for later. Um, I got to go with uh, Don Zimmer thinking he could fight Pedro Martinez. <laughs> Don, Don Zimmer, like, there's a huge brawl, Yankees-Red Sox. Don Zimmer, like, 80 years old, full-on charges at a young, fiery Pedro Martinez. Pedro Martinez just sidesteps him, slaps him in the back of the head, and he, the dude just crumbles. It's just so bad. Like, one of the worst fighting decisions of all time, thinking he could take on Pedro Martinez. And he didn't even get dummied that bad. It just was so embarrassing for him. It's just, and, and then Joe Buck on the call, like, oh, Pedro Martinez, such a disgrace. I'm like, this dude just bull rushed him. He's trying to fight him. So another bad call by Joe Buck. That's why I'm not a Joe Buck guy. And, and, and 05 World Series, too. So sorry, Josh. But Don Zimmer, why are you trying to fight, fight uh, Pedro Martinez? It's, it's stupid. Very stupid. I think that's a solid a solid fourth-round yep. pick. Um, I, I don't know if it's as solid as – I, I guess maybe this is a different draft. Maybe you can't call this a bonehead play. Maybe this is more of a pothead play. But um, J.R. Smith in the finals. I had that one, yep. Um, oh, my gosh. I had that on my list. I was going to draft it. That was such a good one. Yeah. I, I just – I – I mean, LeBron James is the worst player in all of basketball, so they had no shot anyway. But the fact that J.R. Smith somehow found a way in that moment to be worse than LeBron James is just astounding. And it just – that's one of the most memeable things that's ever happened to. Oh, yeah. Like, that yeah. just – that makes it so much better is that you can have a meme of it and you don't even need to see the whole video. And you I just... mean, I watched that play happen – just the other day on SportsCenter, because people are talking about the NBA Finals, like the playoffs starting, yeah. and it comes back up every year. That will never go away. Oh, 100%. Yeah, it's – I mean, you have to know the score. You, the And, and you, you know, probably wouldn't have made a difference in the series. LeBron, you got swept, whatever. Uh, but it could, you know, it could have been a five-game series instead of four, for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. but uh, it's, And it's funny because it's JR, because, like, that dude, his head is never in the game. And he he could be a bucket. He could go. He could, he can catch fire like nobody else. But it's always gonna be J.R. Smith just doing dumb stuff. Now I think I have to turn here, right? Yep. Yep. All right. So we're going into the fifth round. Um, now I know that we're always horns down on this show yeah. uh, against UT there. So I'm gonna bring up probably one of the worst moments in UT sports besides picking Sam Ellinger to be your quarterback. Uh, Roscoe Smith with 12 seconds left for UT basketball in a tie game, oh. instead of moving the ball down the court, and they had a timeout too, decides to full court heave the ball with 12 and a half seconds left because I don't I don't know if he can't count. I don't understand if he can't read, but he decided to full court heave that thing. No shot, not even close, and they ended up going to overtime and losing. Yeah, I don't know if you know this, but – that was the reigning champ on SportsCenter, not top 10, before the butt fumble dethroned it. <laughs> I did not know that. Yeah. Yeah. That was, a really, that was a really bad one. So that's a good pick right there. All right. Am I up? Yep. Yes, you are. Um, mine's kind of a two-parter here um, because it has had significant ramifications on the way the NFL is officiated. So uh, it's a two-parter, and you'll you'll understand why. Uh, it's t- 
Tom Brady allowing his ACL to be torn and Aaron Rodgers allowing his collarbone to be broken on both those hits because those have completely changed the way uh, quarterbacks have been called for, you know, roughing the passer or defensive linemen and everyone been called for roughing the passer. You can't touch quarterbacks now because of those two plays specifically. So thanks a lot, Aaron Rodgers. Way to ruin football. We can't even touch people anymore. Like we we created an entire South Park episode based off these new rules called Sarcastable. So, um, Aaron Rodgers, you really do ruin everything, man. Like you really ruin everything. Like why are why are your collarbones made out of jelly? They've been broken twice. Figure it out. Just fall gracefully. Him Run out Tony, of bounds. Him and Tony Romo both have jelly collarbone disease. Yeah, except the thing with Tony Romo is nobody cared when he got hurt. They're like, oh, Tony Romo just broke nine ribs again. Like. <laughs> Blue. I'm not going to do anything about that. Yeah. We're not going to change the rules for Tony Romo. I mean, screw that guy. Um, okay. I got picks five and six here. Um, we'll close out the fifth round with this one. I get reminded of every single year, and I love playing both sides of this rivalry because I am a Notre Dame fan living in Michigan currently. But the Michigan punter. Yes. Yes. We all know. (laughs) I know many. I think every Michigan State fan can recite the play-by-play of that, and I hear it every single year when these two start playing. Can they do it with the same inflection? I met one. The the voice cracking. I met one kid that did it scary accurate. (laughs) What? That is an all-time call. Like, Sean McDonough had – was. So thrown off guard, he could not even he, he could he could not fathom rational thoughts at all. So it was just it was great to hear that call. That was yeah, that was just such a such a Michigan moment. I asked Another great meme too. It was, yes, it was just amazing. Yeah. And so to start out the sixth round, I'm gonna go with because we are a pro kicker podcast. Um, are we? You're pro kicker. I am not. Bill Gramatica blowing out his ACL. Oh, celebrating. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I, had a, I had a similar one, um, but that's a great one. Yeah. It, like, uh, come on. My, 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 my similar one was going to be uh, Lamar Houston celebrating a sack on Tom Brady for the Bears <laughs> while the Bears were down 35. So uh, he tore his ACL on that one. Yeah. No, I, I had to get in some kicker love there. Yeah. Yeah, that sounded definitely like love for kickers right there. <laughs> Let me make fun of him real quick. I that McAfee earlier, too. So. <laughs> oh, man. Kellen, who do you get at six? Um, there's so many good ones. So many, so many good ones. Uh, I'm going to have to go with a more recent one, taking Blake Snell out of game six yep. of the World Series. Mm-hmm. Well, the dude had been shutting down the Dodgers lineup, gets up, gives up one hit, take him out. Dodgers immediately take the lead, win the World Series. Just a terrible decision. Blake Snell no longer wanted to play with Tampa after that. Can you blame the guy? Kevin Cash, you are a dumb manager. That's just being too analytical right there. Yep. Don't let nerds take over completely with baseball, Okay. On one hand, steal. I was going to list stealing a base. That's a dumb decision to do in baseball now. It's not analytically correct to do that. But don't let nerds take over so much where you're 
taking out Blake Snell, your best pitcher, in the most important game. If you lose, you're going home. There's no tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So, really just dumb. So dumb. Uh, I agree. World Series, clearly. I, I was kind of surprised that play fell to the to the start of the sixth round there. Yeah, yeah. I'm um, happy you got it there. Good value. Very good value. I, I was I was surprised that as much as I was coming at both of y'all at the start of this podcast, one of y'all didn't pick this earlier. Um, as a Florida fan, this hurt. Uh, this past year, the past college football season, although Florida did not deserve a national championship with that team, in the game against LSU, tie ball game, Florida gets a stop on third down. And the defensive back, Marco Wilson, decides to celebrate the third down stop. It would have been like a fourth and 21, I think. By taking off an LSU player's shoe and hurling that thing into the stands. Didn't even land on the field. Hurled it into the stands at the swamp. Of course, personal fouls called because he did it right in front of not one, but two (laughs) refs who he knew were there because they pulled him off on the tackle. Okay. He turns around, picks up the shoe, throws it. That gives LSU a first down on the floor to 20. And while LSU wasn't great with the running game they had and the lack of defensive line Florida had, that was guaranteed to be at least a field goal, which is all they needed. It's all they ended up needing. Game ends, and Florida goes to the championship game still, but now even if they win it, they're most likely not going to the college football playoff because Marco Wilson decided to hurl a shoe. Yep. Yep. That's a, that's a great one. That is a great pick right there. Now, I want to end it kind of on a technical one. So my seventh-round pick, uh, I hate the Phillies. I mean, I'm a Braves fan through and through, so I hate the Phillies. So I want to bring it back for all the Phillies fans that are listening to uh, the 2009 World Series. Tons of Um, them. I mean, there's like two, but, you know, all of them. Hey, wait, hey, hey, hey. hey. We don't need the disrespect on the podcast here. That's not disrespect to you. That's nobody actually likes the Phillies. Okay. Everyone loves to hate the Phillies. They're one of the most hated teams, like them and the Yankees. I actually really like the 08 Phillies for some reason. I don't remember why. You just weren't a smart person in 2008. It's fair. Oh, because that was the last time the White Sox made the playoffs up until last year, and the Rays knocked them out of the playoffs that year, and they beat the Rays in the World Series. Well, the 2009 Phillies in the World Series decided – to not just shift, but way, way, way overshift. Now, Johnny Damon was on first base. The overshift allowed him to steal on the next pitch, and then no one was anywhere close to third base, so he got to double steal. This ended up leading to a three-run inning, Damon scoring first, and cost the Phillies the World Series that year. I mean, they lost in six. Um, Yeah. I, I don't even remember that. Like, uh, it seems too obscure to me. I'm going to be honest. It was, it was not just a shift. It was a double shift. It was one of the few times outside of the cheating Houston Astros that we've seen a double shift where nobody except for the left fielder was to the left of the second base bag. Okay. All right. Yeah. I'll, I mean, fine. Yeah. But okay. might lose you the draft. I'm just saying. I mean, anything, any hate on Philadelphia is much appreciated. <laughs> true. There we true. go. All right, is it me? It is. Give us your last. Uh, my last pick. Uh, another one that you know, I'm glad I'm getting in the last round. Chris Weber calling a timeout in the national championship game when Michigan did not have any timeouts. That is a technical foul. North Carolina got the ball, 
uh, and the free throws. So Michigan was unable to win the game. I don't, you know, like, I don't know if Michigan would have scored there on that possession, but it literally cost them a chance to score with like 10 seconds left. So never even had the opportunity to win. Chris Weber, you suck. You got paid to go to Michigan. You're, you got deep mob ties. You're one of the most classic college basketball players of all time, just because of his ties to the mob. Um, so I kind of respect him for that and that Michigan team, even though it's just one of the most sketchiest programs of all time. But that's just college basketball. That's the way it is. And um, Chris Weber, what a way to end your college career by losing the national championship for your team. It's yeah. your fault. It's your fault. It's a good one. I like Thanks. that one. I'm going to close it out with a hockey play. I'm not sure if you guys know who Patrick Stefan is. Oh, I know. I know this one. I don't like there are a few plays in sports that are as guaranteed as putting a hockey puck into a net when you have the puck on your stick in the crease with no goalie. But Patrick Stefan mishandled the puck, fell down with Okay, the Oilers have an empty net. He's going down to win the game. Right. Just tap it in. All you got to do is just tap it in. Just tap it in. Give a little tap it tap. Fumbles the puck. Tap, tap, tap The Oilers go down. They score. They tie the game. They end up winning it in overtime. Like, it's just, I, I, I like it at seven, at my seventh overall pick because it really, I mean, it's just a stupid play. It didn't really impact anything huge. It wasn't like a championship or like a season defining thing, but it's just like, it was just, it's so poetic to just to watch it. Like, like it's watch that whole thing and like everything happens and you like, and you realize that um, like, like he's getting up as the puck's going in the net. And they actually interviewed the Stars goalie. Um, like they, they started doing this series, um, one of the Canadian sports networks. There they would do like I was in net for and they're like five minute YouTube videos. And they just like are interviewing goalies who were in net for some of the most heartbreaking moments in hockey history. And it's actually so funny, like <laughs> listening to it. But. Yeah, he was not happy. Um, yeah, yeah. So that's, that's a solid draft. Yeah, I like it. I, do you got? Do you guys want to, you know, uh, dump the list? You know, see what see what else he had that, yeah. that didn't get drafted. Uh, I had the Jose Canseco head bounce home run. Literally that. a boneheaded play. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. That was that would have been if there was an eighth round pick. Um, mm-hmm. That's what it would have been for me. I don't know if y'all had anything else. Um, Josh, go ahead. Okay, so I had that one obviously. Um, I had that Blackhawks fan, and I don't know if you know what I'm talking about, Kellen. But so there's a Blackhawks player right along the glass. He got hit in the face with like a puck or something, so he's bleeding from, or he just got like checked, so he's bleeding from his nose. Or no, it was an opposing. It wasn't a Blackhawks player. The opposing Blackhawks fan starts mocking him and is like pointing at his nose and like like making all these crying things, just taunting him. Well, later in that game, puck goes out of play, hits that Blackhawks fan in the face. So his face is bleeding. He's there with his girlfriend. Um, and the hockey player, I can't remember his name, whoever it was, that was getting taunted goes up to him and starts taunting him through the glass. <laughs> it's so hilarious. It Girl- is so hilarious. His girlfriend just starts laughing at him. <laughs> It was that's one of my favorite bonehead plays um, because it wasn't an athlete like doing it. 
you know, I didn't want it. Also, Mike Milbury beating a fan with his shoe in the brawl. <laughs> um, that one was pretty stupid. Probably most of Mike Milbury's career was pretty stupid. I hate Mike Milbury. But yeah, those are, oh, another big boneheaded move. And this came from a sports reporter, actually. Just thought of this one back in 2012. He wrote an article, Philadelphia sports reporter, wrote an article entitled, I think it's time that Crosby passes the baton to Giroux as the NHL's best player. And (laughs) since that time, I don't know how much math we can do, but like, I think Crosby's (laughs) won a lot more games, champions, (laughs) everything. (laughs) The fact that he thinks like, hey, next in line. Claude Giroux, but like, like not these 20 other players in between these two guys, 20 at least. Like, it's just... let's let's list some players that were in their primes right there. We had Sidney Crosby, Alex Ovechkin, um, Patrick Kane, Patrick Kane, Evgeny Malkin, Nick Backstrom. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> yeah, it like literally like it, he could have passed the baton to someone on his own, like three other players on his own team before he passes it to him. Come on. <laughs> somewhere around in that area Claude Drew went golfing and exploded a golf club in his hands and had to have surgery and missed part of the beginning of a season there you go so there you go yeah right. um I, I have a couple uh if you don't mind uh Leon Lett you know hot dog in that play uh, for the Cowboys didn't make a difference in the Super Bowl but you know or I think it was the Super Bowl I don't know but they, the Cowboys won the game but you know could have had a touchdown that's a big play um not taking Nelson Cruz out of right field in the 2011 World Series, that was dumb. I mean, the dude is a DH through and through. Take him out of right field. Rangers win that World Series over the Cardinals. Easy. Uh, Bill Belichick not playing Malcolm Butler in the Super Bowl against the Eagles. That's a big one. Uh, the Lions head coach against the Bears when a game went into overtime. I forget, I, I, I forget who the Lions head coach was at the time, uh, but... They won the coin toss and elected to defend in overtime. I remember that. So, and the Bears won, obviously. Um, I have uh, Manny Ramirez, the cutoff, like (laughs) being a cutoff as a left fielder from center field. I don't think that counts. I don't, so think that, I don't think that counts as a bonehead play because it wasn't a bonehead play. That was just Manny being Manny. Yeah, it's true. It's just Manny being Manny. You're right. You're right. My bad. Um, and then uh, last but not least, uh, the fan trying to fight uh, Ron Artest at the Malice at the Palace. Yeah. So, uh, that was pretty stupid. Also, I think Ron Artest fought the wrong, the wrong fan. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> some, some guy yelled something at Ron Artest, and then he just looked up. And just bull rushed some random fan, and but I mean, plenty of people got hurt in that fight. So oh, I do have one other one. Well, two, I guess. Gregory Polanco. I'll never forget that one when he tripped over himself um, and lost a regular season game to the Cubs. So that was fun. And Mike Tomlin refusing to hire a replay guy and basing all of his challenges off of the jumbotron video, no matter what stadium he's in. Um, yeah. So when you started talking about coaches, that reminded me of Mike Tomlin. And yeah, <laughs> if we're going outside the field to play, I feel like we have to talk about the Oklahoma wide receiver core deciding to get into a bathroom brawl 
with three trained and competing MMA fighters. Yeah, um, that's not great. There, I mean. <laughs> that that might be. It was a bonehead play, and we found out exactly how much bones they had in their head when he hit the wall with a body slam there. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think that needs to be thrown in there. That guy, uh, that guy has a broken neck and a collapsed eye socket, and he absolutely deserved it. Every, every bit of it. Yeah. Um, before I get kicked off here, I had two other takes I didn't get to mention earlier. First, Justin Fields is the worst quarterback to be in a football draft ever. I'm just going to go ahead and put that out there. Uh, he's a terrible. If you, if you ever see Vegas odds on a person being a bust and that person's Justin Fields, put your house mortgage on those odds. But ever? Ever. No. Have you heard of literally like anyone they, the Bears have had at quarterback? I would okay, take, shut up. Yeah. I would take <laughs> Trubisky with cerebral palsy over Justin Fields. Have you heard of Mason Rudolph? Peter. Nathan Peterman. Nathan, Nathan Peterman. Nathan Peterman. Give me a blind Jim, Nathan Jim, Peterman. Jimmy Clausen? Here's the thing. Talk, blind Nathan Peterman is better than a Nathan Peterman that can see. Okay, that's how bad that guy so is. So he's still okay. better than Justin Fields. No, he's not. Yes, he is. All right. I can't wait to have you back just to prove. Like, if if Justin Fields throws mm, two touchdowns, he's already better than Nathan Peterman. Literally, that's all it takes. The last take I think you're going to like, Kellen. Uh, last week, y'all had a very fiery guest on the podcast, had a lot of opinions. I know I came out hot tonight. I want to go ahead and put this out there. I do not think her uh, recount of events was entirely accurate of what happened for Kellen's birthday. And I got to give some credit to an alpha where it's due. This man decided in front of an entire bar to stand up and roll down a hill for the attention of two ladies. It was not a simp move. And it 1,010% worked. It was an alpha move. He got the men cheering. He got the ladies cheering. He got an extra drink. He got the girl's number. If you've ever wanted to see an alpha move in action, it was Kellen Getty at the bar on the night of his birthday. Okay. All right. All right, Tuck. I'll, I'll then mill you those $5 for saying that in a couple minutes. I appreciate that. Um, it was out of nowhere. was not expecting that. Um, thanks. On the contrary, yeah. though. What? Thank you very much, y'all. I'm That's, glad you had me back on. We shouldn't. I'm just gonna cut. It, it, it's all right. I'm in, I'm in charge of the audio. I'll cut that. Not a problem. <laughs> I'm gonna take that and I'm gonna make that like the end of every single episode. We're just gonna play that and that's it. Now, hey, how how are you gonna get the recording? I just, I'm in charge of the audio, so nice try. I it pops up, Kellen. When you save this, it will pop up for both of us that we can. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna save it to the Apple Drive to the Apple Drive. I'll just save it to Google. No, it pops up on Skype and we can shout to our computers. Both of us can this audio and do whatever Whatever. we want with it. That's fine. It's whatever. I hope I did enough to earn that internship spot. Um, To be honest, I don't think there's much competition. I've heard the other interviews. They're not me. We'll be in touch. We'll be in Um, touch. But I can't wait to be back. Y'all are killing it. I love the podcast. I'll see y'all later. All right. Thanks. Thank you. He does it again. Uh, sorry, I keep pressing the wrong. I keep pressing the wrong buttons. Cut. Sorry, we're coming. We're coming. There you go. Thank, thank you. Thank you to Tuck for coming on the podcast. I'm. I'm really like. 
I'm out of it tonight. I'm sorry. I keep pressing the wrong buttons on my soundboard. Um, I I thought I clicked applause. Clearly, I didn't. <laughs> we'll move on. <laughs> my apologies. In All right. Case, so. So. <laughs> I'm just trying to like. Uh, what are bands that have split up uh, in the past? Genesis is that they they split up right? Oh. Yeah. Jonas Brothers. Uh, Jonas Brothers got back together though. Well, you're dead to me right now. Okay, <laughs> I'm done with I'm done with this. I don't need this. Well, do I just say like um? One Direction. Right, what's yeah One Direction? R.I.P. Man. Do you want to play a defining moment of my fan? Of my I'm fan? I'm trying played, to think. You played the Immaculate Reception if you wanted to. No. One. Or the one where Vontez Perfect um, and Pac-Man Jones lost their mind and the Steelers ended up winning that game. You could do when Nick Benino scored the overtime goal to send the Penguins to the Stanley Cup Finals. You could do Chris Kunitz's overtime goal sending the Penguins to the Stanley Cup Finals. Chris Kunitz. <laughs> that dude gives me goosebumps. He Flurry's, stinks. Flurry's last minute um, or last second save against Nick Lidstrom in the Stanley Cup Finals. You could use that one. That would be a really good soundbite to get a reaction out of me. Um, Jerome Bettis fumbling. Use Jerome Bettis fumbling, because nothing great happened after he fumbled. Yeah. Um. <laughs> um dang, why don't like why don't any of your sports teams have like the tragic moments that I can think of right off the top of my head? The, I don't know. That's... I'm not. You're. You don't even hate the Bears, like, man. <laughs> you're just being mean to me. Like, you kind of like the Bears, and. Oh, I do. I do. I really root for the Bears. I actually do root for the Bears. <laughs> but also, do you have to? Yeah, whatever. I'm 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 not over it, but I'll, we'll forget about it. But um, I guess we'll hop into segments, right? Yeah, let's let's hit the segments up. So I have I have just one question for you, Josh. Um, did you go to the Josh fight? No, why are people keep asking me this? I didn't even <laughs> think, but everyone keeps asking me, and I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Wait, have you not heard of this? I have no idea, but I saw the bracket. Is that what the bracket was about? No, I don't know. I but saw the bracket was... that just had Josh on it, and I thought that was so funny, and I was going to put it on a t-shirt, but is that about this fight? Because people keep texting there, me. There was... <laughs> okay, here, let me, let me explain it. Let me explain it. There were, there were, let, me, let me explain it. There was, uh, there was something on tiktok or i don't know but this guy invited pretty much every person he could find online named josh to have a fight in like some random field in kansas uh to see who the one true josh is so i was just i was wondering if you went to that fight i'm a little disappointed that you didn't and haven't even heard of it because listen we're in the content game now josh you got to do something for us do something for our brand here help me out show me a bone I was still honestly just confused and trying to figure out why people kept asking me if I was in this Josh fight. Josh, you win that fight. We're blowing up. I'm just saying. So, yeah. thanks. Nothing, I guess. I, I mean, technically, I what if I did? But I'm just too humble to tell everybody that I was the one true Josh. You're too embarrassed to say that you lost, if anything. But you um, didn't go. You haven't even heard of it. Yeah. Just all says Josh, and I thought that was hilarious. But now I understand. What a narc. All right, whatever. Well, you want to ho- you want to hop into the rest of the segments? Yeah, let's give me give me give me which one you want to start with. Wow, I just uh, let's go coach of the week. Coach of the week. 
Okay. Tails. Flip a coin. It's Tails. <clears throat> My coach of the week is none other than Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin got a two-year two year extension. Don't really know why. Like, yeah, he was going to get extended. That's not a surprise. Why they did it now. Why they didn't make it just look like, hey, can you prove something? And then we'll give you the extension. No, they just handed him an extension after he took an 11-0 team to a first-round playoff loss to the Cleveland Browns. I can tell you're happy about this extension, right? I like Mike Tomlin. I knew they were going to extend him. Like, it is what it is. Like, it's just – it's kind of like how Tuck was saying, like, oh, the Pirates are disappointing. Like, and I was like, no, the Pirates are what they are every year. I know the Steelers aren't going to fire the coach, so I can't, like, be disappointed because I knew that they weren't going to get rid of him. I knew they'd extend him. And I just kind of was confused as to the timing on it. Like, I would have liked to maybe, like, at least put off the illusion that, hey, you're coaching for your job, maybe, like, win a playoff game. That would Mm. would be nice. So he's my coach of the week because, hey, he got... You got off easy on that one. I mean, <laughs> you got extended. Congrats. You, you extended and you get to coach the Pittsburgh Steelers for two more years. What more would you want? I mean, you get to coach the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's one of the most desirable jobs in all of sports. So, yeah, I guess. Sure. I mean, and that kind of segues perfectly into my coach of the week because the most desirable job in all of sports has just opened up. Because uh, my coach of the week is Kim Mulkey, uh, former now Baylor women's Lady Bears head basketball coach. Oh. Uh, three national championships with Baylor. You know, great coach. Um, kind of weird that she's leaving to go to a different job because because of all the success she's had at Baylor. Very surprising. But, you know, Baylor fans will we'll always love you, Kim Mulkey. But if you want the inside scoop on this. Because as someone who has worked with the athletic department before, not a big deal. Uh, yeah. She was very upset that they were not going to be naming the new stadium after her. So that's why <laughs> that's a big reason why she's leaving. She's kind of a crazy person, um, but, you know, very successful coach. So, you know, leaving on top, I guess. Congratulations, Kim Mulkey. Always, always love her. But Scott Drew, number one, because I don't know if you remember this, but three weeks ago, uh, Baylor won the national championship in men's basketball. Do you, did you know that? You know, I didn't know that. Um, yeah. Just yeah, it did that. happen. I must have missed that in the news. So that's, yeah. that's on me. Yeah, I'll just I'll, I'll make sure to keep reminding you that that, that it happened then. Thank you. I yeah. appreciate that. Hey, do you remember that time Baylor won the national championship? No, I do not. OK, OK. Well, cool. Yeah. Just wanted to remind you that it happened. But that's my coach of the week, Kim Mulkey. Awesome. Where do you want to go next? Uh, let's go. Ooh, let's go player. Okay. Call it. Heads. Flip a coin. It's heads. Oh, I had the volume turned down again, but it is heads. All right. So I didn't get the feedback. So give me your player. Uh, my player of the week is Fernando Tatis Jr. Um, after a slow start to the MLB season, he's starting to go off. He's been uh, really just 
pulling the Dodgers pants down at this point, and he's he's emasculated them. He he, he uh, pimped a home run off Trevor Bauer, and he, I'm kind of frustrated because people are saying, "Oh, Trevor Bauer's gonna get so angry." Like it, it, I hate Trevor Bauer, but if there's one thing he doesn't care about, it's someone pimping a home run against him. Did you see what he did? What he tweeted out though? What Bauer? Yeah. Like he was congratulating. He's like, "This is great for the sport." Like I like it is celebrating, and. Yeah. I mean, he, he like, hey, Trevor Bauer, I don't like Trevor Bauer because he tries to be a villain and he, su- he has succeeded at that. But I don't dislike him because he's old school, because he's obviously not. He's trying to make baseball more yeah. fun. Yeah. And I think he's I think he's great for baseball. And because I hate him, that's good. That's good for baseball He's getting an emotion out of me. He goes, well, he goes like he tweets out another thing. He's like, here's the video that everyone wants to see. And he literally tweets out the video. Of him getting Tatis uh, <laughs> hitting a home run off of him. <laughs> like, yeah. He tweets yeah. So I yeah, I do love that. That's a great I, one. I'm just I'm so confused by people saying like, oh, Trevor Bauer, he's crying. No. Yeah. No, he's not. Um, if he wasn't crying after Nomar Mazzara hitting a home run off him last year, the worst <laughs> player I've ever seen, uh, then he'll be fine. He'll be just fine. So Josh, who's your player of the week? So I actually have players of the week i suppose um and let me so okay anyway sorry my players of the week are the 40 players on the 49ers because (laughs) don't know if you saw this one what happened today they ain't safe kyle kyle shanahan when asked about jimmy garoppolo um whether or not he would be on the 49ers on Sunday, he said, I can't guarantee that any of my players will be alive on Sunday. So <laughs> that's just like, so 49ers players, um, you're my players of the week because you might never have a chance again, because you might not be alive by the next no, time. There, there's that. So I thought going... I thought I'd give the entire 49ers team a player of the week honor because they might not be alive. Yeah. <laughs> If if Kyle Shanahan went that extreme on answering a question, there's a zero percent chance Jimmy Garoppolo is playing for them next year. Yeah, there's no way. I don't know if anyone's even going to be alive. Oh, well, okay, Kyle. So you could have just said Jimmy Garoppolo will not be here. Not that you might murder all your players, but that's fine. It's cool. So where are we going next, Josh? Um. Well, do you have a did you, did you prepare a stat of the week this week? I sent you one. Are you going to take mine? Did you, are you going to use I have other ones. I have backups. Uh, I, I didn't even know we were doing stat of the week. Well, so, I asked you. If um, you no, we don't have to do it. We'll do it next week if you want we'll to. We'll do it next week. We'll do it next week. We My never, stat of the week is that I've, I have had like two hours of sleep in the last three weeks. So That's a perfect stat of the week. Yeah. Perfect. Great. Okay. Anyway, let's go to – we did coach. We did player – Let's go um, fan base of the week. Okay. Like, You're calling it. Yeah. Tails. Flip a coin. It's Tails this time. It's Tails. Um, my fan base of the week is AFL or Aussie Rules Football, Australian Football League. Dude, that is, that is so much fun to watch. It's so fun. It's so good. But they had the largest capacity crowd 
since COVID with 78,000 fans. Let's go for their game. And that was just so cool. So congratulations, Aussie rules football fans. I do not know what the teams were that were playing in this game. I would have singled you out, but just as a whole, this is huge for the Aussie rules football community. I remember watching it like at six in the morning last year when I was still awake. Um, and it is electric. I Googled the rules. I figured out how the game worked and I've forgotten exactly how it works now. But like that, I remember there was a time that I got really into Aussie rules football because I was craving sports and they were the only thing happening. And, and it is fun to watch. Too. It's, a, like, I, it's, it's honestly yeah. part of most of the fun in watching things like rugby and Aussie rules football and stuff like that. It's just trying to figure out the rules without looking them up. Exactly. And yes. You have to think about it. Like, I don't know if you do this, but I'm like, I put it into terms of the American sports or the North, like the traditional sports we watch. I'm like, oh, like when I watch lacrosse, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's like this in hockey, which is OK. That's a lot closer. But like I'm watching it and I'm like, yeah, like that reminds me of something that happens in hockey or in soccer or like um, and then obviously football. I'm like, OK, so I get it. Like that guy's the quarterback. He's more of the running back like situation. And those aren't even the positions they are not even close yeah. to the same position. But still in my mind, I'm but like, you got to make it make sense. I'm like, damn, these guys have like eight quarterbacks on the team. This is sick. <laughs> and no, so <laughs> fan base of the week, AFL fans, you got the 78,000 fans in a stadium and it was packed. Like oh, that, sure it was. That yeah. was capacity, yeah. or over capacity. So that they, they don't have giant stadiums down under. Um, but yeah, Kellen, who's your fan base of the week? Um, my fan base of the week is Notre Dame fans out of left field. I'm a Notre Dame hater. Um, if I'm gonna be more specific, it's Manti Teo fans. Um, fans of him, uh, because he is. Not the only person to get catfished ever. Uh, the entire Lakers fan base just got catfished last week by a, a man, woman, I don't know, uh, named Vivian. That was the Twitter name. Uh, Vivian is a very popular Lakers fan on Twitter, has a podcast and everything. Uh, she said she was dying of cancer. Turns out it was just some other random Lakers fan uh, trying to get sympathy. I don't know what to make of this story. I don't think it matters at all. Uh, it only really matters to me because I got to bring up Manti Teo again. Um, and I just have good memories oh of Manti Teo getting catfished. So uh, it, it's funny that it happened to like the entire Lakers fan base, though. Okay. We love that. Should we go tweet of the week here? Let's do it. Call it. Am I calling it this time? Yeah, because I called it last time. Um. Let's see. I'm going to go with heads on this one. Yeah. Flip a coin. It's tails. That's tough for you. I've, that is, that's so embarrassing. I want to die. I have two tweets of the week, actually. My sure first if one. You have mine. If you have mine, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> I'm leading with my actual one because you might have it, but I don't know. Okay. A little overlap and interest. It comes from Alex Rod- Alex Rodriguez. Um, I don't think. Okay. So he was hashtag grateful that he got his second vaccination shot today. And he's that guy. He said happy Sunday, everybody. So naturally, when you see a picture of Alex Rodriguez, 
bragging about taking or getting a shot, you're going to look through the comments. Like, <laughs> and it, I didn't it, even think about that. Everything. Okay. And so he's flexing too, like just showing off his triceps. So the first one's like, chill out, A-Rod. My future wife is on here. And then, and then this guy goes, did you <laughs> – I like this one because, you know, he said he got his second like shot. He goes, did you get Pfizer or the J-Lo? And <laughs> that one was a really good one. And then, you know, obviously there's a plethora of steroids ones. My yeah. other tweet of the week comes from CBC Canadian News. And this is a tweet that you're only going to see in Canada. It was Internet down in Tumblr Ridge, B.C. after Beaver chews through fiber cable. So they were tweeting about an Internet outage <laughs> because oh, of Beaver. Yes. <laughs> chewed through the cable so that i mean it doesn't get much more canadian than that like i think i can't even think of any like like i couldn't i couldn't just like not mention that because that's canada man that is canada through and through you gotta love it all right ready yep my tweet of the week comes from bush beer they tweeted out sexy people drink bush light Argue with your mom and not us. So that feels really good. It does. I'm a Bud Light guy. I'm I'm an anything guy. I'll drink Bush Light, and um, to know that I'm sexy, just it's a it's a confidence booster. I mean, I I I kind of already knew that, but uh, just to get that confirmation, it does feel really good. Josh, um, cry, I guess, or you can cry. No, because I just like my. I don't know. I like like I like Coors Light because the color changes on it, and I like Bud yeah. Light because Bud Light had the great commercials, and they changed their they had that like corkscrew vortex bottleneck. So yeah. like, I don't know. I like my beers when they do do stuff, you know, like that. Like they're cool. Like something happens when you drink it. I mean, obviously, when you drink any beer, something happens. But like, <laughs> I think I think this is gonna be like the third or fourth time I've mentioned this on the podcast already. But they they keep playing that Coors Light commercial where the girl comes home yeah, and oh, takes. Yeah, you mentioned about seven times. <laughs> we know. I just I'm I'm it's it's I just love her. It's... If this was the first time, I'm guessing like it would probably be the girl. Okay, wait. Tea. Do they still do they still have the Vortex bottles? No, they they got rid of those. I don't know why, but but oh. hot take. They could become if if Bud Light's marketing um department was smart at all they would bring them back right now yeah because i don't know if you've seen that trend going around on tiktok where you can chug oh, yeah because you twist your head around and it does it they have to still have that patent so if they bring that down and they're like the tiktok trend dude i should work for bud light because i just solved all their problems dude let's have bud light bud light sponsor the podcast this episode is brought to you by bud light yeah, yeah. Bud okay light. Dude, I'm telling you, they at were, the very end, they love that. If they were smart, they would bring that back right away because that is the hottest thing on the internet right now. And yeah. I think I witnessed over the last weekend about 15 people drink beer exclusively that way. Yeah. Because it's such a trend right now. So, yeah. Real question. How do you think I reach out to that girl that's in that commercial? Do you know, do you know how I could figure out? Probably be reaching out to you is what I would assume. Yeah, okay. You're probably right about she'll that. About it she'll, she'll, reach, she'll reach out to you. She's definitely listened to the podcast, so she, she, um, you're at because we've meant we dropped them. 
Yeah, my DMs are open. Yep. Um. Yeah, just DM at Unbiased Pod on Twitter and ask for Kellen. Yeah. He'll or, probably respond. Yeah. Or call me. Yeah, that works too. Um, I get in contact with your people. So that was our tweets of the week. Um, no stat of the week this week. We'll bring it. We'll bring. We'll maybe bring that out to kind of substitute for our kicker that we just dropped. And I kicker will be back. It will be back. It's coming back 100%. It might be back next week. We don't know. Who knows what's going to happen. But one final note, and I'd be remiss if I didn't mention this on the podcast. Our friend of the program, one of my best friends, Erin Kuyawa, she won the soccer IM championship this last week. Her and her team did great. I'm not sure if you can call it shocking because there was her who was a college athlete even though she doesn't have a hip anymore and she can't really dive and she played goalie. And then there was another girl on her team who also was a college athlete and played on an, and won a national championship on the team. So probably, I think it's safe to say that this was most likely the biggest championship. Both of them have won. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was good for both of them. I just wanted to shout them out. Like, good job guys. You won the, I am championship didn't really she didn't tell us that she was playing in the championship so we couldn't go watch it i was gonna live stream it you know we could have had a post-game interview a lot of great content but she Come just on. being the humble one that she is didn't tell everyone that she was playing for the ship and yeah kind of whatever you know yeah. that's it so yeah did you get any closing thoughts Kellen? um the number this week uh to tell us that you listen to the podcast is 27 so 27 text us 27 if you listen to it all the way through or dm us i'll play us out then stay on bias this week see you next time bye with the second pick in the 2017 nfl draft the chicago bears select mitchell trubisky quarterback north carolina You are the meanest person I know. Happy draft week, everybody. Stay unbiased. Again, I just I had to get that one in there. <laughs>